Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hey guys, welcome back to The Command Zone, featuring your host, Jimmy Wong, myself. Yo, 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 I'm Josh Lee Kwai. We are going into part two of Conspiracy. Uh, so we've explained what Conspiracy is, we've talked about the format and how it's great and all this other stuff. If you didn't listen to last episode, probably a good idea to go back and uh, check it out because we're uh, sort of starting halfway through here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just going to continue where we left off last time. So now we are going into Black. All right, cool. So let's hop into it. Alter's Reap. It's one in the black instant. As an additional cost to cast Alter's Reap, sacrifice a creature. Draw two cards. This card always surprises me because it's it's always playable. Because mm-hmm. you and just, it's an instant speed as well. Yeah, and you're never really going to go through a game where none of your creatures die, and if you do, you win that game anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and you just sacrifice a creature that's going to die anyway. Yeah, you could do it after someone blocks before combat damage is assigned. Or somebody's um, going to, you know, use and remove a spell on your thing anyway. You know, you fizzle their thing, you get two cards. Yeah. Yeah, it's or if you have tokens, there's a lot of ways to use this. It's it's not every deck, but C minus. Yeah, I'll give it a C minus. Uh, I think there are better ways to draw in black. One card that we're going to come off on called Skeletal Scrying, I think yeah. is a much better option. Um, but yeah, I, I, drawing two cards is nice, and as long as you can use it to not actually have to sacrifice a creature you want to use, then. And black has a lot of cards. If you have all those cards that want creatures in the graveyard, you might actually, right. you know, that creature in the graveyard might actually not actually be losing a card technically because yeah. of the way you can use it. So, um, okay, the next card is Assassinate. It is a sorcery for two and a black. It says destroy target tapped creature. Nice. So I guess the Royal Assassin showed up and, and destroyed this yeah, guy. Yeah, at sorcery speed yeah. for, for one time. Uh, listen, it's slightly clunky, but it's removal. It's going to get what you want like 95% of the time. Yeah, and it's going to take care of something. The good thing is in multiplayer, like in 1v1, this usually means you had to take one hit from the thing. Mm-hmm. But in multiplayer, it sometimes means like Someone some other else. player took the hit from the thing. So Yeah. Uh, and you can use that to your advantage. Like, hey, look what I did for you. Yeah, exactly. But really, you're doing it for yourself. <laughs> removal is, is strong. Uh, I'm going to give it a B-. minus. Yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a C plus. Okay. Um, it's just a strong card. I like it. Removal is really important. Um, next up, Bite of the Black Rose. It's a sorcery for three and a black. Uh, it's definitely Marchesa's hands in here. She yeah. is the Black Rose. Uh, Will of the Council. Starting with you, each player votes for sickness or psychosis. 
If Sickness gets more votes, creatures your opponent's control get minus two, minus two until end of turn. If Psychosis gets more votes or the vote is tied, each opponent discards two cards. Ouch. This is a rough one. Yeah. This says hello counters, goodbye counters. Yeah, this kills all the count- all the tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, no one wants to discard cards ever. Yeah. You know, so both of these things are pretty mean uh, for your opponents. I think, though, yeah, I'm, I'm of two minds about this card because yeah. it doesn't actually... It has to something that does this much damage to everybody. It needs to put you in command of the game, and I don't know if it does. Like it doesn't kill the big right. creatures if they do the negative two thing, and if they don't want to do that because they have so many creatures, they discard two cards, and then everyone's just going to come at you. Yeah, I think the ideal time to have this is in you draw it second, third turn, and you can play it as soon as you get it. You don't want to play this when bigger creatures are out on the board because then you just piss everyone else off. Yeah, exactly. Once bigger creatures are out, it doesn't do enough damage. Yeah. It just um, there are. If you have such... Grudge Keeper or, or yeah. Brago's representative and some other stuff, then in the vote deck maybe it's good. I don't know. Yeah, I could say any vote cards are great in the vote deck. Um, I personally actually like this card. I'd give it a C. Um, I know yeah. you don't like it as much. No, but... I'm going to give it a D. Mm. This is our biggest. Um, yeah, it's the biggest differential so biggest far. Differential. You know, I'm giving it an A. By the black rose, <laughs> it's the best card in the set. Yeah, I hear Rhea. I don't want that you. That was sarcasm for yeah, the right. sarcastically impaired. <laughs> All right, the next uh, card is oh, it's the blacks version of the rare cyclers. Yeah. Um, or the rare cycle. Sorry, not a cycler. Uh, it's called Drakestown Forgotten. It's uh, four and a black, five mana, for a zombie, a zero zero zombie. So you know it's going to get some counters. It says it enters the battlefield with X11 counters on it, where X is the number of creature cards in all graveyards. Okay. Um, okay, maybe. And then uh, for two and a black, you can remove a 1-1 counter from, from Drakestown Forgotten, and target creature gets negative one, negative one until end of turn. Wow, that seems expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. I'm not a big fan of this card at it's all. It's better than the blue one. It's better than the blue one, but at the same time, it's it's like, okay, what can you rely on in a five-player game, right? You can rely that players are going to play creatures. Mm-hmm. You can rely that players are going to, you know, maybe cast instances or sorceries. But for the most part, you're going to know that creatures are going to be on the board, which is why the white version of this is the best. Yeah. Uh, creatures will die. but Creatures yeah. will die, but if they're all tokens, then Drake's Time Forgotten is True. forgetting about... And not as many are going to die as are on the board. And by the time there's so many dead that this matters, yeah. it's going to be really late, you know. In, like the white one can come down and be a sixteen sixteen on turn five. Mm-hmm. This one would never be that on turn five. You know, you'd have to wait until turn ten or eleven for it to be that big. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's it's you, interesting. I, my guess is, you, if you play on turn five, you know, you're lucky if it's a five five. Mm-hmm. There's probably not five cards in a graveyard by then. Uh, things just don't move that fast in multiplayer. So yeah. you're waiting until turn eight or nine to play it, and even then, it's a five mana. Yeah, six six. If you're lucky, I would be much happier just to play something that you know at an earlier turn and, and not be in a poopy position. What about its um its its ability? The negative giving something negative one negative one for taking a counter off it. You know, I think it's it's limited in its usage. It's expensive. Um, it's expensive. You know, you can kill counters maybe. Uh, you can for you six kill something for two. That's a two two. Yeah, it costs you six mana to kill a two two. Yeah, and not too many creatures outside of like that. You know that bird that come, the crook claw has a three one. You know, like that. That could be the best thing you could potentially kill maybe with this guy. But in general, I just I I don't want to spend that mana for something like this. And I, it makes your dude smaller, right? You know, for buy the black rose for four, I could potentially give everything minus two minus two instead of three and removing a counter to get minus one minus one. Yeah, this card is like, not very good. I don't like this card. I give I give it a D minus. Oh wow! You don't yeah. even think it's playable. I every time I get this card in the pack, I immediately t- just stop looking at it. I think it's still better than a lot of like C 
minus cards. Ah, I just don't like it at all. I, I just, there's just nothing I mean, about the, it makes me like, happy. You know, it can still be like a five mana six six or something. Like that's it's true. That's at, at the least end of playable. the day, that, that is yeah. playable. But uh, well, okay. The last two we've been pretty far apart. I'm gonna give it a C. Okay. Which is, I, I don't I, think it's I, good. I just think you can play it. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you do get a five mana out for a six six, then cool. Yeah. You know. Um. Next up. Oh, yeah, actually, one funny thing. Someone on Reddit noted that if you look at Drake's Town, forgotten the art for it, and then you look at uh, Obzidat Ghost Council, uh, they are potentially the people on the card. Oh, wow. This is when they... Oh, they died here. They're the Drake... Oh. This could be the Drake's Town, forgotten. This is their execution or something? Potentially, yeah. So they're saying, like, this guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does look guy. like that. Um, it could be a stretch. Wow, spoiler alert. I know, right? Uh, I think it's kind of <laughs> cool, though. That um, is cool. So you never know. That's cool. Anyway, next Follow up... Follow that Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, I know, right? Those wizards. The, I love finding art little things like yeah, that because cool. there's always little fun things and everything. That's cool. All right. Grudge Keeper. It's a, a creature zombie wizard for one in the black. It's a 2-1. And whenever players finish voting, each opponent who voted for a choice you didn't vote for loses two life. Okay. You combo this with Brago's representative, which says you can you get an additional vote, but mm-hmm. you don't have to vote for the same things. So then you vote for both sides of any vote. And, and everybody's going to take two life no matter how they vote. Yeah. If you have two Grudge Keepers out, and every time you vote, everyone's taking four, four damage. damage yeah. I mean, that's that's really brutal. Yeah, and, and this is I like this card a lot because it does a minimal amount of damage to everyone across the board. So it doesn't universally piss anyone off because two damage at the beginning of the game is okay. Doing this three or four times, people are going to get angry at you. But at that point, you're at 20 life and everyone else is at 12. You know, So that's really powerful because you can actually slowly reduce everyone else around you while keeping yourself above. And I think that's how you win multiplayer games. I think also like this is one of the few cards that has a potential if you have two or god forbid three of them mm-hmm. if you can just hold them in your hand and you play them out and do something oh yeah before they can they can really respond you can do a, a lot of damage to everybody yeah. imagine if you got this with a conspiracy card that makes them cost one less yeah oh exactly and you just go boom 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 call a couple of votes and all of a sudden like yeah they're just toast um i mean that's a lot of that's a big combo right. like you know it's not gonna happen all the time i think grudge keeper is better than it looks it gets picked a little lower yeah than- I-, I would still give it like a c minus just because yeah. it's a two one it's kinda i think poopy. so too yeah um and, and it's conditional yeah. but but in the white black voting deck this obviously is a better card it's almost a c plus card if you have a lot of voting cards i mean it can add up pretty fast yeah exactly yeah. i mean you are you have to be careful it's 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 a fine balance because you are going to make everybody mad at you so at mm-hmm. a certain point you know yeah yeah anyway um ill-gotten gains is the next card it's four mana that's two and two black for a sorcery exile ill-gotten gains each player discards his or her hand then returns up to three cards from his or her graveyard to his or her hand. This is one of those cards that if you had a bunch of looters... I'm blowing a raspberry right now. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's a rare. I wish it was uncommon. I wish it was uncommon too. If it was uncommon, you could build around it and maybe get two of them and a bunch of looters, and mm-hmm. then you could just... I mean, that could be really powerful. Right, because you could constantly be bringing back the right cards that you've been Yeah, and you're, putting them, you're, you're sort of saving them in your graveyard, and then you're making everybody else... thing is everyone's going to hate you as soon as you do this. Nobody oh, likes yeah. having no cards in hands. Like, it's just going to make them so mad that they may come after you just out of spite. Yeah, and imagine if you did this for someone that didn't have any cards in their graveyard. They had, like, two cards, and they were forced to return those. Yeah. And, you know. and it's turn four if you do it, so a lot of times they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's just hard to build around it when it's a rare and there's only one, and you don't know if... I don't know. I, I, I wish it was an uncommon. As it is, yeah. I just think it's really hard to play. Every once in a while, you may get the right confluence of events sort of come together and, and you can play it yeah but i don't again i just don't yeah. want to rely on it i'll give yeah. it a d minus 
uh, D minus is good. Yeah. Next up, Infectious Horror, uh, actually kind of similar to Grudge Keeper in a little bit. It's a three and a black for a two-two, and whenever Infectious Horror attacks, each opponent loses two life. Now, I think this it is... It doesn't even have to connect. It doesn't even have to connect. And I think this is uh, similar to Grudge Keeper, and it's good that you can reduce everyone's life at the same time. It's bad in that no one likes you. You just don't make any friends. Yeah, um, this is... Because attacking good. happens much more often than voting, right? Yeah, and it's scary because I can't do a lot about it because you can attack somebody that's not me, and I still mm-hmm. take the damage. That just... Yeah. Also, it's a four-mana two-two. I mean, if it was a little bit more efficient, maybe. Yeah. I think if you're going to draft this card, you want to draft it with everything else in black that does similar things so that it's a combo of, of things that are, that's killing everyone, not just one thing that's just dinging everyone and making everyone ha- unhappy. I feel like that you know? deck is just going to... There's no way you you win in the end. You might take out a couple players, yeah. but like everyone's going to come at you because you're just yep. hurting everybody. Yep. I haven't seen that one yeah. yet. <laughs> I'm going to give it a D. Yeah, I'll give it a D too. Okay. The next card is Liliana's Spectre. It's a uh, three mana. That's one and two black for a two one flyer. I, is this the only flyer in black? It's, it might be. might be the no, only uh, non rare. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Outside when Liliana's Specter enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. I like it. I think that's cool. It's not too huge of an effect where people will hate you. It's also a flying two one. Yeah, three um, mana for a two one flying. We already, I already think is like a C level card. Yeah, yeah. Especially I, in black where you don't have a lot of answers to flyers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think this is a solid C. I'll, I'll put this in my decks if I'm playing black. For I agree. Sure. I agree. I see it as a C. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got a rare Magus of the Mirror. Four and two blacks, so six total for a human wizard. That's a four two. Uh, you can tap it to sacrifice him and exchange life totals with target opponent. Activate this ability only during your upkeep. This is a weird one. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's I think it's, this is hard to evaluate. It's hard to evaluate because I, again, it's too conditional. You know, I'd love to because when I first saw this, like outside of that last line, I was like, oh, cool. What if you could do this at haste speed? You know, and put yeah. him in, and then do it, and sweet. But you have to wait a full turn it's before be your it happens. Even if it was haste, yeah. People know it's going to happen if 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 it's going to it's going to pop like that, and so. And then it's just a life gain card, which we don't like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, also black is the color that does damage to all your opponents at once. So all of a sudden you're doing a bunch of damage to everybody, and then you want to change life with them. <laughs> yeah, it it, it it seems to not make much sense in that regard. Um, this is an EDH card, maybe. An EDH card, maybe, if you could... Yeah, I could see this having some weird, crazy combos with it, but in this format, I, especially with 20 life, I'd rather just kill them instead of finding yeah, ways to EDH, not die. Yeah, in EDH, you could probably do all those cards that, like, hurt yourself, mm-hmm. and then, you know, switch life total with them. So you're not doing it to get their life total, you're doing it to give them your life give total. Give them your life total, right. Yeah, this um, is... Um, I, you yeah. know, maybe if you do draw a lot of hate, Magus of the Mirror could, to, you know, pull you out of it, but again, you just don't want to put yourself in that position to begin with. Um, I give it a. I'm giving it a D plus. Yeah, I'll give it a D. Okay. Um, I think even at a four two, it's just it's too. It can be four two for six. It's crappy there too. It, like, yeah, why didn't be, they just make it like a, make it a four five? Yeah, make it something that can you don't necessarily need to use it. You could just use it as a blocker. Yeah, exactly. Attacker, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, next is the Morkrut Banshee. It is five mana. That's three and two black for a four four spirit, but it doesn't have flying. Shouldn't all spirits have flying? Anyway. No, it's a banshee. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it maybe fly. Maybe it has floating. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, has, just, it just hovers around the battlefield. It's now officially a 4-4 with floating. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, it has morbid. When more 
Morkrut Banshee enters the battlefield. If a creature died this turn, target creature gets negative four, negative four until end of turn. I think that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, that's what one eight seven creature right there kills another creature when it comes in. I mean, Boosh. with the caveat that you have to another creature has to have died that turn. But mm-hmm. if you're in black, you can pull that off. Yeah, quicksand maybe or even just know. attacking. Yeah, just know. attack. They have to chump block with something. That happens a lot, yeah. especially if somebody's got like a squirrel's nest and you just run in there and they're like a block with my squirrel. Sweet. Yeah. Now I use my worker Rancy. Like that right? happens a lot too. Yeah, I love I love tricking people into playing into your morbid because yeah. you're just like um all right uh, swing for two I guess and they're like yeah I'll block with this and you're like oh <laughs> sucker sucker. This is actually with the glimmer point stag could be pretty awesome, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And and you're gonna black white vote it, voting deck is a deck, right? You so, could do it twice in one turn. Yeah, with you that could just boom boom. I mean, that'd yeah. be brutal. Uh, It'd be good too if you're trying to go against something that's a six six. You do two damage to it, right? That damage lasts till end of turn, correct? True. So you could just use a marker banshee to take out yep. something even bigger. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, so tricking people into it's always nice uh, and if you can't then you just get a five for a four four so that's not which is bad. good especially yeah, in black good. yeah exactly and it has floating mm-hmm. so that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> um i give it a b yeah i'll give it a b maybe even a b plus uh depending on on what i draft but i think with blink abilities and stuff yeah i really like that i, I like that a lot because then you're really it's like that's awesome minus yeah. four minus four you get a lot of value cool. if you can flicker it yeah totally uh next up we got necromantic thirst uh, it's two and two black, so four total for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature deals combat damage to a player, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, conditional. Uh, super conditional to me. Yeah. First of all, you have to connect. You have to connect with it, so you have to deal yeah. damage to a player. And that's always uh, then you have down. to have creatures in your graveyard to get back. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do this at least twice to break even when that creature eventually dies that you put it on yeah dude that's just asking a lot it is and it's and it costs four so by the yeah. fourth turn i guarantee you they're gonna have There's something more to blockers, block and yeah. they know that you have necromantic thirst on it so they're not gonna let the damage go through yeah you, the best you can um, do is put it on your three drop and right. then swing and maybe you get through with it once do you have anything dead at that point to even get back yeah if it exactly. drew you a card then it's way better right but it's still anytime I see doing combat damage to a player and not a creature, that it's it automatically takes it down a notch in my yeah. book because it just it's so much more conditional, and people won't let that happen unless you have a way to make something unblockable. But then that's, there's another card to add onto a combo that it maybe isn't that great. Maybe if it was returned to the battlefield, sure, then you want to pull it off. But yeah. put it in your hand. Yeah, if it went to the game. battlefield, that'd be different. I, I still yeah. think it'd be not great. But yeah. as is, I'm never playing this card. This is an F. Yeah, I'll give it a D minus. Okay, essentially an F. <laughs> <laughs> the next is. Phage the Untouchable. Ah, reprint. She is seven mana. That's three and four black. Legendary. Legendary creature, Avatar Minion. She's a four, four. When Phage the Untouchable enters the battlefield, if you didn't cast it from your hand, you lose the game. Ugh. Whenever, (laughs) don't do that. Whenever Phage deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature. It can't be regenerated. That's a... Death touch with no regeneration, yeah, I guess. that's nice. Whenever Phage deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Wow, that's that's some strong words. Loses the game. We're always looking for those cards that say, I win the game. Uh, Phage is one of those. This is scary with a couple of cards. Uh, the Protection for Creatures card. Mm-hmm. The uh, Traveler's Cloak, which yep. gives it you know whatever walk. Yeah. The um there's there's one we'll talk about later in multicolor that just makes something unblockable. Yeah. There's the dude that m- makes warriors and cowards and she's like mm-hmm. there's ways to make her unblockable and then give her flying. Instantly kill 
somebody that's pretty mean. It's very mean. She also dissuades attacking because she's got death touch. So at yeah. the very least, she's going to trade him. for something. Or a lot of things she'll just kill and not, you know, she won't die. Yeah. She helps trigger morbid because uh, when she does attack, people have to block. Yeah. You know. Having said that, in order to really do anything with her, you need to combo her with something. Yeah. By herself, she's only a 4-4 creature, which is 4-4 creatures are not impossible to deal yeah. with, especially when they cost 7 mana. So she doesn't just come down and, like, you win the game. She does warp the game, so everyone has to worry about her. Yeah. But And also, because it's multiplayer, even if you manage to pull off one of your combos, you still need at least a couple of turns, even if you connect every time you swing with her, because it's like, well, I'll kill you. Then I'll kill you. you yeah. Then I'll kill you. And it's like, they've just, you know, the last guy had four turns to try and deal with her. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully found an answer or... Yeah. You know, so not mm. to mention there are certain ways, I don't know if it's possible in this set to get her cast into the battlefield, not from your hand. And true on accident. On accident, yeah. And someone can do something to you that maybe, you know, like there there are ways to that she will wreck your life. And so yeah. you don't want that ever. Yeah. So uh all that said, she's okay. I don't think she's awesome. I'll yeah. give her a I'm gonna give her a B. Yeah, I'll give her a B minus just because she costs so much. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't have you know, she requires too many other pieces to put together to make it work. Yeah, she is super expensive. Yeah. Next up, Plagued Rasalka, which is a uh, one black creature. Just cost one. Sorry, not not one and a black, just one black. This is another um, spirit that doesn't have... This is another yeah. spirit with floating. This guy is more like lurking. He's got lurking. He's just hanging out in a bog. <laughs> he's uh, not floating. Yeah, he's a 1-1, one, one, and he has an ability where you can pay one black to sacrifice a creature, and then target creature gets minus one, minus one till end of turn. Um, ugh, the only reason I see this is good is because of Morbid. Yeah, and, I think uh, there are some, like how many creatures you have in your graveyard type stuff that matter in black right yeah it's still like a kind of crappy one drop yeah i'd give it a, a, a d plus d i'm plus. with you d plus yeah okay the next card is quag vampires it's one black for a one one vampire rogue it has multi-kicker for one in a black so and it has swamp walk and um it enters with an additional one one counter each time it was kicked so for right. three mana it's a two two five mana it's a three three blah 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 yeah it's like the enclave elite for blue yeah um, and it has swamp walk so yeah yeah it's exactly the enclave elite. i think it costs one less though i think enclave elite costs one yeah three. and it but enclave elite is a two two and yeah. it's a one one so slightly worse i'd say yeah because uh, one ones are typically like not worth playing so unless you can kick it yeah, I honestly wouldn't play this uh, unless I am really starved for low low cost creatures. I think Kicker makes it okay, but yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, you're right. Like I would be have to be pretty desperate to play it. Yeah, so I'll I'll give it a uh, I'll give it a D plus. I'm gonna give it a C minus. Nice. All right, next up we got one of my favorite cards, which is a uh, Reckless Spite. It's an instant. Ooh, yeah. and it's one and two blacks, so three total. Uh, destroy two target non black creatures. You lose five life. Um, don't let sweet. the yeah don't let the don't let the lose five life dissuade you too much uh, because killing two non-black creatures for three mana is pretty good. Yeah, although it's still a fourth of your life. There's mm-hmm. going to be times where you draw it later in the game and you, it'll kill you to play it. Right. Right. So just because we're not in EDH where you have forty life. Yeah, and, uh, and you have to kill two target non-black creatures too. So if there's three creatures out and two of them are black you can't technically cast this oh that's true that's so, a good point so there are some downsides yeah but but i still think this is a really strong card yeah I um, think so especially in the one-on-one situation where maybe they're attacking with their biggest guy and it's a placa worm i keep saying placa worm but he's my favorite uh, yeah yeah well and that's something that you want to kill <laughs> yeah you want to kill it and, and so having removal is nice and you don't need to wait for it to be tapped it's an instant speed it's true um, instant it makes it a lot more powerful. so i'd give this a, a b minus i give it a b minus also nice Oh, here's a cool one. Reign of the Pit. 
It's six mana. That's four and two black for a sorcery. It says each player sacrifices a creature. Put an XX black demon creature token with flying onto the battlefield, where X is the total power of the creatures sacrificed this way. This card is, it can be crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it be like a, you know, six mana, nine, nine flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get flying. That's yeah. That's really the big one. Yeah. Everyone else loses a creature. Including yourself. Including yourself. And you get like a huge flyer. Right. The thing so. is, you can sacrifice a big creature, too, you know? Yeah. You don't have to necessarily sacrifice something small. You could have something big that you want to get rid of that, you know, you can make it bigger. Because yeah. everyone else could yeah. kill a 1-1 one, one thing or whatever, but yeah. you could kill a 5-5 five, five and get a huge... Not everyone's going to have 1-1s one, out. I mean, yeah, a token exactly. deck will, but some, you know, the, you're going to get... Like, let's say there's four players in there. If everybody averages out about two, two power... Two, eight, eight fl- Yeah, 8-8 eight, eight flyer for six. Oof. Yeah, that, it's pretty bonkers. I, this is one of those cards that you have to know how many people are playing in your pod before you start. Because if mm-hmm. you're only going to be in a pod with three people, it, it, it gets less powerful. I yeah. think it's still playable, but it's not like it's not crazy at that point. Yeah, turn six, though, I want to cast this. Yeah. There's no reason I shouldn't because that, it, this is the kind of card that can end, end the game for someone. Mm-hmm. It, it just kills. It straight up murders them. Um, I'll give it a B plus. I am right there with you, B+. Plus. Nice. Skeletal Scrying. I like this guy a lot. Um, it's X and Black. Uh, as an additional cost to cast Skeletal Scrying, exile X cards from your graveyard. You draw X cards and you lose X life. Um, I like this a lot because uh, it's, an late, instant it's an instant late game. You want to be able to draw cards. Yep. Uh, and losing X life for like four cards, four life for four cards, I'll do that. Totally worth day. it. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes these cards in your graveyard, you don't want them there because if someone's like, hey, this guy gets so-and-so power for all the instants and sorcery cards in people's graveyards and you know he's going to play it, you're like, all right, I'm just going to make sure I clear my graveyards of some of these cards that help other people. Um uh, you know, losing life isn't too hot, but drawing cards is ultimately very important, especially late game when you will have a lot of cards in your library. Yeah, or and you can choose. You don't have to draw 17. You don't have to draw as many as are in your graveyard, so you can just sort of take whatever you want. Yeah, card draw is super important. Yeah. Um, C plus for me. C plus? I give this a B. All right. I like this guy a lot. Uh, just because I've used him now in a couple of games, and, and it's helped me out a bunch. Okay, the next card is Smallpox. It's two black. Uh, sorry, black, black. For a sorcery, each player loses one life, discards a card, sacrifices a creature, and then sacrifices a land. Oh, God. Wow. Smallpox has never been worse. I thought yeah. we cured smallpox. Jeez. Evidently, we did not. Yeah, no kidding. Um, It's a persistent strain. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Eh. I'm not sure how you get strategic advantage from this. Yeah. Um, You're doing it yourself. That's you have thing. to do it to yourself, yeah, which I guess because you can get your creatures back. And you can get cards back from your graveyard. So two of those things are not so bad for you. I don't know. Maybe there's a deck out there that wants it. It's hard for me to see right now. I'm Ever- gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a D plus. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a D plus too. Um it can be useful, but I mean, like we've said, this comes out, you're gonna die. No one's gonna be like, Oh, thanks, you yeah, for doing that. Like, that okay, cool. Who am I gonna swing at first? Probably you. <laughs> for making me sacrifice a land. That's a big one. Yeah. Killing lands off is never a fun thing to do. Uh, Stronghold Discipline. Sorcery. Two and two blacks of four total. Each player loses one life for each creature he or she controls. Uh, this is goodbye counters. Um, you don't want to have a counter deck against this card. Yeah, token deck. Yeah, that's... Uh, or tokens. Ouch. Card, yeah. Yeah, it's... In the right deck, I think it's strong. Like a Silent Arbiter deck, mm-hmm. it's going to slow the game down. Everyone's going to play out all other threats. They can't attack with very many, and then all of a sudden you play like one or two of these. You can really like, you can, and you can kill multiple players in one turn. This is one of those few cards in the set that like 
yeah out of nowhere sort of can take games yeah yeah um so i think there's a deck for it i think in general like lava axe type effects are, are tough but when they hit every player if you craft your deck right you can use it i think it's not for every deck though yeah so i'd give i give this a uh a c minus maybe a d plus actually because it's so it, it's conditional it's as far as what yeah. type of deck yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go d plus normally but c minus if you have like a, a sort of controly yeah uh silent arbiter type deck yeah because you definitely don't want to have a lot of creatures out and then pop this guy off yeah you know but at the same time this does a lot of damage across the board if it's late game um, so whether or not you play it in turn four or wait until turn eight or whatever, it could be a good, big difference. Uh, the next card is Siphon Soul. It's uh, two and a black for a sorcery. Siphon Soul deals two damage to each other player. You gain life equal to the damage dealt this way. So if there's four people, you'll deal two damage to each. That's six, yeah. and you'll get six life. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I think with some of the conspiracy cards, this can be you can really turn this into like something that's sort of broken. Right. Cause you can uh, cast it twice. Yeah. You can, can draw a card when you do it. Yeah. You can make it cost one less mana. Um, that's a long, it's a long way to go yeah. and you're making everybody mad when you do that, but you're gaining life. Life games. Not great. I don't know. I'm going to give it a C minus. I think it's not totally unusable, but it's not awesome. Yeah. I'll give it a C. Uh, I think, it's it's good to use early game if there's no dethrone on the board, you know, and people aren't going to be coming after you anyway. Uh, and again, Black it de- is the color that's just sort of dealing damage to everybody yeah. indiscriminately, so, yeah. you know, it's just another way to do that. Could be good. And you do gain six life if there's three other players. Which you you're going to need to do because they're all going to turn towards you next. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tragic Slip is our next card. It's a reprint. It's one of my favorite cards of all time. It's one black for an instant. Target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn unless... Morbid triggers, which that creature gets minus 13, minus 13 <laughs> until end of turn instead of a creature died this turn. Uh, you will be tragic slipping at instant speed all the time. Yeah. Somebody blocks, chump blocks, and then all of a sudden you kill something else just yeah, because exactly. died that turn. And it, instant speed. That's really the most important part about this card. Uh, I give it a B plus. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B just because it's slightly conditional. It's still awesome. Yeah, true that. Uh, next is Twisted Abomination. It's uh, five and a black for a 5-3 zombie mutant. It reads uh, tap one black, and you can regenerate Twisted Abomination. It also has Swamp Cycling for two. So for two, you can discard the card and go find a Swamp and put it into your hand. Yeah. Um, I think this is playable. It's not exciting, but regeneration is good in multiplayer games just because being able to block forever is good. Yeah. Um, I think the regeneration is by far the best part because it's a chump blocker, and it will die, so you have to regenerate it. But you can also swing for five. Yeah, yeah, true. And yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry if they block it. Um, I'm going to give it C minus. Yeah, I'll give it a C. I, I'd play this. It's definitely one of the six drop creatures I'd play in the black okay. deck if I had black. Uh, Typhoid Rats, another one of my favorite cards. Uh, it's just one black for a creature rat. It's a 1-1 one, one death touch. I think these this card's actually really good in multiplayer because in multiplayer, like you don't want to attack somebody mm-hmm. and... and and you kill one of the cards and they kill one of yours because yeah, like, exactly. it's just like a removal spell where you're at card parity with them, but, but you're at card disadvantage to everyone else. You know, you want to attack somebody when it's profitable where they basically have no blocks that where you lose anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens a lot. So a lot of times like Typhoid Rat's out and they could attack you and get through some damage, but they don't want to lose their biggest creature. Yeah. 
So they just don't attack you. Yeah, and not to mention Typhoid Rats. Just Death Touch is so amazing how a 1-1 one, one rat with Death Touch will stop everyone from attacking you yeah. for a couple of turns. it'll make everybody scared of you. Yeah, and, and not to mention there is a combo with this and another red card where you can tap the rats to do one damage or something. Sure, you boom. turn it into a Tim, except for it has Death yeah. Touch, so just start offing everybody. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty awesome. When their little rats are just biting the biggest creature on the board, taking them out. Um, I'm going to give this guy a C+. Plus. I give him a solid C. Yeah, I think he's just a great include. Yeah, I think know. you would rarely cut him. Yeah. He's just... in, in, unless you build something that was sort of aggressive, I guess, which is mm-hmm. doesn't look like Black wants to do. Yeah, you don't want to be aggressive in multiplayer, though, ever. Until, you know, the beatdown, leave it to someone else to go aggro first. You know, wait to Yeah, and wait then to you clean up after down. the dust settles. Clean up after the dust settles, yeah. And just protect yourself in the meantime. Uh, okay, the next card is to the bread and butter of the vote deck. It's called Tyrant's Choice. It's uh, one in a black for a sorcery. It has Will of the Council, which is the voting mechanic. It says, starting with you, each player votes for death or torture. If death gets more votes, each opponent sacrifices a creature. If torture gets more votes or the vote is tied, each opponent loses four life. So like 80% of the time, everyone's going to take four damage, yeah. all your opponents. Unless they all got tokens out and then they'll sacrifice a creature yeah. gladly. But still, like... Rarely are they all going to have tokens. Yeah, for two mana, though, to do that much damage to everyone, for everyone, that's yeah. that's a lot of fun. I mean, that's... Again, it's not going to make you any friends, but, you know, you cast this late in the game and then you're able to swing for lethal against someone, then that's awesome. Like, I don't think this is a good card to play in the beginning part of the games. No, but once you have a Grudge Keeper or two out, a Brago's representative, all of a sudden they could potentially take eight damage from this mm-hmm. because they're going to vote against you and then not want to sacrifice a creature. I mean, it starts getting pretty powerful. It's a common, too, so you can get yeah. multiples of it. If you get some conspiracies and name this card, it can it can get good. It's... um. Yeah, it's it's not a bad card. It does a good yeah. chunk of damage. I mean, it can do sixteen damage in a five player game. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, I'd give it a C. I give it a C also. Cool. Unhallowed Pact is the next one. It's two and a black for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. When enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control. So it's kind of like a uh, gift of immortality, except the actual enchantment itself doesn't come back. But it is also a common, so you will be seeing a lot of these. Um, you know. I think it's cool. You can enchant someone else, right? I think that's one of the better ways to use it is just put it on somebody else's like bomb mm-hmm. that you know, like one of the other players is going to have to get rid of at some point. Yeah. Um, so just you don't get it. cast it on Phage, whatever you do. <laughs> no, do not cast it on Phage. Um, it's only okay in that circumstance. Like, what if that thing never dies? You never get it. This card mm-hmm. did nothing. And you know, to be honest, for three man, I'd rather play a creature. Yeah, of I my think own, so too. You know, instead so of waiting for something else. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think so too. I'm gonna give it a D plus. Yeah, I'll give it a C minus. Okay, just because I could see it being fun. Uh, next is vampire vampire hex mage. It's uh, black black for a two one vampire shaman. It has first strike, and you can sacrifice vampire hex mage and remove all counters from target permanent. What? Remove all counters from target permanent. Yeah, it says that. Yeah. Uh. Wow. I guess it does kill some things. It kills like it kills the all the soulbinders, custodian. Yeah, all the yeah, all the soulbinders, all the um, yeah, that the rare cycle of that each color has one. It kills. What's the other one? The uh, cogwork grinder. Yeah, yeah, it, it kills Drake's Town Forgotten. It kills anything that starts at zero zero and adds plus one plus one counters. What is that five, six, seven cards total? Yeah, um, and I think. Uh, I think for her cost, two black for a two one first strike is really good on its own. First strike is decent. Yeah, uh, I think early game. I think one v one, it's much more effective than yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, I think so too. 
Um, but multiplayer means she's going to have more targets to do this too. So I actually like this card a you, lot. You will know how many cogwork grinders and how many um, lurking automatons are out there too. Yeah. So you'll know, like, you know, if there's one lurking automaton that got drafted, because they have to draft them face up. Yeah. Then yeah. maybe you don't play her because you don't know if any of the other, uh, the rare versions of, you know, the custody. Mm-hmm. soul binders or whatever are yeah. even out there but if you look around and there's a cogwork grinder and four lurking automatons that people drafted i'd be more apt to play her yeah but I then mean, she's just a card that's like literally super super like clunky removal that only works against a couple of cards it's true but you have to also keep in mind that she can also trigger morbid on her own that's um, true that's true so i i personally like her a lot i'd give her a c minus uh maybe a c on a good day depending on your draft i'm going you don't like to her as give much. her a d all right, that's fair. Okay, next card is Victimize. It's a it's tuna black for a sorcery. It says choose two target creature cards in your graveyard. Sacrifice a creature. If you do, return the chosen cards to the battlefield tapped. That's kind of cool. Just don't do it on phage. Don't uh, do it on phage. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's good if you have a card like oh typhoid rats or a one one you know thing that. Maybe true, that you don't true. want to use anymore. Um, y- you know, it, it, it's a late game card. I wish it was an instant. Oh, then you boy. can sacrifice something that's already dying, but you can't do that because yeah. it's a sorcery. It will trigger Morbid, so if you're able to do that and then put a more corrupt Banshee into play, you could, you know, wipe someone off the board with that. So th- there, are, there are ways to play some fatties with it. That's true. Um, but I think it is too conditional sometimes. If you had loot effects... Yeah. So if you had a couple of those looters in blue or um, the... Agent of Acquisition. No, what is it? The uh, mm-hmm. Canal Dredger. Yeah. So you can dump cards you want, like big cards. Like if you dump a Palaka Worm into your graveyard, and then right. you know you, on turn three or turn four or five, you you know victimize your Typhoid Rats and get a Palaka Worm and something else huge out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, is that like Magical Christmas Land? <laughs> I guess so. I yeah. give it. I give it a C minus. Uh, D plus. Okay. Wake Dancer, two in the black creature human shaman. It's a 2-2. It's got Morbid. When Wake Dancer enters the battlefield, if a creature died, this turn put the 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Okay. So four power and toughness for three mana if a creature died that turn? Yeah, po- possibly. Um, it's also a, a it's only a 2-2. Mm-hmm. You know, I think minus four, minus four on a, on a Morkart Banshee is much Way better. Way better. Yeah, so I, I would give this a D plus. Yeah, give it a it, D. Yeah. Maybe even, yeah. Yeah. Zombie Goliath. It's uh, four and a black for a four-three zombie giant. That's here's it. A, here's That's it. I'm not going to read the flavor text. Yeah, it's a long one because there's nothing else on this creature. I mean, at least it's a. It's going to be relevant whenever you play it. I mean, four-three is going to affect the board. It's yeah. going to have to be dealt with. I mean, it's not awesome, but it can never be like an F. Like, you know, it's a creature that yeah. will do something. Yeah, five-four-three is is acceptable enough yeah. to you know be a D. Yeah, I give it a C, C minus. Yeah. Oh, that's black. All what right. do you think about black? Uh, I think black is my third favorite color. I think it's, um, I think it's strong, but there's a lot of like graveyard synergy that I don't know that graveyard synergy stuff. It always scares me because what if it doesn't come together and then you have a bunch of cards that are like milling yourself and aren't doing a lot. Yeah. I'm a fan of black as an additional color to something else. Maybe not your main color, but I think it's nice to splash it on, you know, as your second um, yeah, I think that's a really good point because it has like good removal. Yeah, and a lot of colors removal. don't. Yeah, exactly. You sort of need either black or red. Yeah, to sort of you know, or, or I guess it's got the best sometimes. morbid card, which yeah. is uh, the Morkar Banshee, yeah. and it's got removal, tragic slip. So yeah. I mean, if at the very least, being able to put some of those cards in your deck is great. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I consider black to be the second strongest uh, just because I like it being paired up with stuff because removal is really strong in multiplayer. You know, I do like green too. I think green and black may be tied for me. We haven't got to, gr- yeah. to, to green yet. Yeah. All right, moving on to red. Uh, I'm a, I'm personally one of the... I always play red when I play Magic. Jimmy is Mr. Red. I'm Mr. Red. Me and Eli love red. Um, it's like, I, you know, Johnny Blue, Johnny Black, you're Jimmy yeah, Red. I'm Jimmy Red. <laughs> I'm down, uh, and we'll call you Josh Synergy. Uh, so Yours sounds more like a mob boss, and mine sounds more like that's a, true. I don't know anime character. <laughs> hey, it's Josh Synergy. Uh, so I actually think red in this whole set is pretty fun. I think there's some good cards in here, uh, and so let's just get to it. The first up, we've got Barbed Shocker, which is a, a three and a red four total insect. Uh, it's two two with Trample and Haste. And whenever Barbershocker deals damage to a player, that player discards all the cards in his or her hand and draws that many cards. <laughs> it's mean. I'm already tailing off towards the end. I'm just like, what is happening yeah. with this card? Um, what do you think? Um, four mana 2-2, two, two, don't like that. Trample on a 2-2, two, two, don't <laughs> like that. Haste, I guess, is okay, but by the turn four, like... Well, you, put, you might be able to connect with somebody. Yeah. You're just going to really severely piss that person off for two yeah. damage. Or actually make them really happy because they could draw an it's awesome true. hand. I wonder if you drop this, some people might be, hit me with that, please. I won't block. Yeah, you right. Know? And it's like, hey, man, could you, yeah. could you hook me up? In which case, like, you did two damage and helped somebody. I don't know. Do you yeah. want to do that? I, I don't get this card. I, I don't really I don't like it. it. I don't like it either. Yeah, I get I, a D. I give D minus. Bold Weir Intimidator. Or is it Bold Veer Intimidator? Bold yeah, I think it's Bold Veer Intimidator. Uh, it's a seven mana that's five and two red for a five five giant warrior. Its first text says cowards can't block warriors. For one red, target creature becomes a coward until end of turn. And then for two and a red, target creature becomes a warrior until end of turn. This is an interesting card. Yeah. I like this card a lot. Yeah, this I actually think it's game, it's, so. yeah, I actually think like it's like we've said unblockable effects later in the game are pretty powerful just so you mm-hmm. can sneak through some damage at the end because usually people's boards get pretty advanced. They've got it most yeah. things locked up and then you drop something like this and they're like I don't have any plan for that. Right. And let's say they just only have two creatures left and you just have this guy and he's like, "All right, for two mana I'm going to swing for five. Yep. And, you know, you have nine life left. It's like you can't do that very often. Yep. Uh, and, you know, potentially for two and a, if for one, two, like for f- five mana, you could let two of you guys go through untouched. Well, you could also use it on other people's. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can make deals with people like, hey, you, you attack him. I'll make his dudes so they can't block your dudes. And yeah, then, exactly. You know, we finish him off. You know, so wish he was a little bigger for seven mana, but he's still good. Yeah, I think his ability for I mean the fact that you can do his target creature becomes a coward for one, I think is really powerful. Uh, so I'm going to give him a C plus. Okay. Uh, I give him a C. I still like him. Yeah. Next card is Brimstone Volley. Probably the best instant in the whole, I think. Uh, it's two and a red. Brimstone Valley deals three damage to target creature for, or player. So that's already good. Three for three. Mm-hmm. Morbid Brimstone Valley deals five damage uh, to a creature or player if, that creature, if, if a creature died this turn. This is a strong card. Um, yeah. It's up there with... With tragic slip and swords of plowshares, yeah, I, I don't know. The nice thing is, it's it's an instant. You can do it at any time in anyone's turn, and it's five damage. That's that's a quarter. You can go to of their life. face too. That's yeah, a big thing. Straight too. to their face. Yeah. Um. So if you have two of these in your hand, casting them for six after morbid, you're going to take someone's half of their life away in an instant. Yeah. Uh, or this, you can kill creatures if you need to do that. Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I think I I just like it a lot because with morbid, it does so much damage for three mana. Sometimes, though, it's like for five, there's some, a few things that are going to be bigger than that. So mm-hmm. it won't always kill what you need to kill. That's the only downside, I would say. Yeah, I, It's still strong. I'm going to give it a B. 
Yeah, I'll give it a B too. Okay. Uh, Chartooth Cougar. Roar. That's five and a red, so six mana total for a 4-4 Cat Beast. Pay one red, Chartooth Cougar gets 1-0 until end of turn, so that's what we call having fire breathing. Yeah. And it has mountain cycling for two. So for two, you discard it and go get a mountain. Put it in your hand. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, I think it's okay for, I, I, you know, for six mana... To getting a four four, I'd rather play set, get seven mana for my bold war intimidator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna he can potentially do more damage if you can make him unblockable in another way. He can sort of alpha strike people a little bit. Right. Uh, still, yeah, C minus. Yeah, C C minus as well. Uh, Cinderwall up next. Uh, great card with Vent Sentinel. It's a one red for a three three, which is like wait what? But it's a defender, and uh, when it blocks, destroy it at end of combat. So it's um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Vent Sentinel deck. Vent Sentinel deck. Even Vent Sentinel deck doesn't want a million of these. Just a couple. Right. You just want a couple, and, yeah. and you're never going to want to run more than two or three of these anyway. And in that deck, you don't even want to block with these. You just want to leave them out mm-hmm. to give your to make your Vent Sentinel deal more damage. I, I like it because at the very least, if someone's attacking with like a five three, uh, you can block with the Cinder Wall, and it, they'll it's going to die anyway. True. You know, you don't want to be blocking a one one with the Cinder Wall. You, you know? never block unless you're going to trade because it's going to exactly. die anyway. It's so it has to anyway. it has to kill the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Vent Sentinel deck, it's like a nice B. Uh, otherwise, it's like a, I don't know, a D, D plus yeah. maybe. I, I would never play it unless I had the Vent Sentinel deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. So I'm going to give it a D. Or just so starved for one drops, you know, that you don't have anything else. Yeah. Even then, I don't even need one drops at all. Like if I have zero yeah. one drops, I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. D minus. Yeah. Um, Death Forge Shaman. It's a four and a red for a four three Ogre Shaman. It has multi kicker of one red. And it says. When Deathforge Shaman enters the battlefield, it deals damage to target player equal to twice the number of times it was kicked. Ooh. We've seen this do some fireworks before. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so basically it costs five, but if you pay six, it's going to do four damage to a player when it comes... Or sorry, if you pay six, it'll do two damage. Two damage, right. Seven, it'll do four, four damage. damage. Basically every one you pay after the first five will do two damage to a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can only, you can only aim it at one player. Yeah, but um, it, it can it literally it has ended players games so. yeah we've seen it do like 16 damage because yeah. if you have there's a card called mana geyser which mm-hmm. adds a red to your mana pool for every uh tapped land, tap land yeah. from all players and in a game with four or five players it can be doing... like 19 or 20 mana and yeah, all of a exactly. sudden you just drop this thing and do like you know 21 damage to somebody so mm-hmm. yeah just that alone it makes it like worth playing because yeah. it can literally be like kill somebody yep Pretty or, easily. or take someone down to so low that you can swing for lethal. Yeah. You know? um, and it's a 5-4-3, so it's not the worst uh, costing card in the world. Yes. I, I like it a lot. I, I give it a B. Yeah, we gave that zombie guardian a C-, and all it is is a 5-mana 4-3. This yeah. has a relevant, really relevant ability. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a B. Maybe a B-, minus. I guess. I could see it going both ways. It just depends on... If your deck is more red, then obviously Death Force Shaman is much stronger. If you have Mana Geyser, it's much better. True. Uh, if you're doing Splashing Red, then it, it's it's like a C+. Plus, you but know? really, you only have to have... Yeah, if you're Splashing Red, I, I wouldn't even play it. But yeah. if, if red's even your secondary color, because it only costs one red in its casting cost. So even yeah. if you only have three or four left... I mean, even if you only do six damage to somebody, that's a lot. Yeah. It's just that's... a Lava Axe tacked onto a creature. So. Yeah. Doing twice the number of times it's kicked is great. Yeah. That, that's definitely the best part about it for I sure. I give it a B. Yeah. Okay, Rage Revolutionary. It's a two and a, a, two and a red for a 2-1 creature human warrior, and it just has dethrone. Yeah, 3-2-1. Could dethrone it up. Has potential, but not for me. 
I don't like Dethrone. Three mana two one, not great, although it's basically a three mana three two because you're going to attack with it. I am assuming if you put it in your deck. I hope you attack with it. Yeah. I mean, if you got it out early and got a couple counters on it, maybe you could get up to like a. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a D plus. I, I, just, I just don't like Dethrone that yeah, much. Yeah, I'll give it a, a D. I, I, there are just so many other creatures I'd rather play. For instance, yeah. this next one Flaring Flamekin. It's tuna red for a 2 2 elemental warrior. It says, as long as Flaring Flamekin is enchanted, it gets plus two, plus two, has trample, and has fire breathing, fire breathing yeah. which is tap a red, and it gets plus one, plus zero. Um, yeah, th- this is a build around me uncommon. If you got it early enough, you could start grabbing um, some of the better auras, like mm-hmm. Elephant Guide or the the um, Flowstone Blade. Traveler's Cloak and right. some other stuff. Yeah, I think getting it later... Is makes it way less powerful because you may or may not have the enchantments, mm-hmm. and you want the good enchantments. You don't want the bad ones. Exactly. Um, yeah. But there are a few good enchantments, and if you got a couple of these, I mean, if you put something on it, and suddenly it's a four-four with fire breathing, and with it's trample. unblockable, and you mm-hmm. drew a card when you put the aura on it, like it can be a house. Yeah. It's just it requires some setup cost. I think it's playable, but you need it early. Yeah, I'd give it a C minus maybe. Yeah, I give it a C minus. But if you get it like middle of pack one, and you can start building around it, and yeah, if you get definitely. two, God forbid, then all of a sudden it, 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 it you can build around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, Flowstone Blade is one of those cards that can get built around. Uh, it's a one drop enchantment enchant creature, and just it gives it, uh, I guess, hurtful fire breathing, <laughs> where an enchant creature gets plus one minus one until end of turn for one red. So you can do it as many times as you want before it kills it. I sort of think it's better as a removal spell. Mm, you put it on something and then you just tap three mana and kill it because mm-hmm. it only costs one. Right, you know? right. So it's sort of a, uh, but in a pinch, you know, you could maybe not in a pinch if right. you, you know, under the right circumstances, you could put it on your own creature. But I think in a lot of circumstances, it's a removal spell. So the versatility is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little clunky as a removal spell, but it still works. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. I, I, I could see, I could see your grade here. C minus sounds about right. Yeah, I say C minus. Yeah. Uh, next is Grenzo's Cutthroat. It's uh, one in a red for a one-one Goblin Rogue. It has first strike, and it has dethrone. This card I think is a little better than the um, Enraged Revolutionary. Yeah, I honestly think this is the best dethrone card. First strike is really powerful. Outside of my chase, Also, you can get it out early enough mm-hmm. that you're probably going to connect. I mean, if you play it on turn two, then you're going to be able to attack somebody on turn three and probably yeah. turn four because now it's a 2-2, two, two, then it's, it's a 3-3. Three, three. Right. You know, and, and you can get to this point where it's hard to catch up to it. I mean, that's hard to do, and you have to get it out on turn two. It's not amazing, yeah. but it's definitely more playable. And if you get to the point where it's like a 3-3 three, three or a 4-4 four, four, and now it's hard to attack with it, it's okay because it's a good defender at a 4-4 four, first four, striker. Yeah, exactly. And you've done damage across the board because you've been dethroning people. So, yeah. again, anytime you can lower everyone else's life without drawing too much attention to yourself, the better. And, again, dethrone is just going to be better in general the more players are in the game. If it's yeah. a three-player game, it's not dethrone is just devalued. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give this guy a C. I think I'd put him in any red deck if I need a two-drop. Okay, I'm going to give him a C also. Okay, cool. Grenzel's Rebuttal, four and two red for a sorcery. It's a rare card. Put a 4-4 four, four red ogre creature token onto the battlefield. Starting with you, each player chooses an artifact, creature, and a land from among the permanents controlled by the player to his or her left. Destroy each permanent chosen this way. So it is like a mini wipe because everyone gets to go around and choose what they don't like. Um, but you do get a 4-4 token. Right, but they can destroy that. Uh, can they? It's well, a, it's, it's a, you do that first. It is a creature, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't like this card at all then. 
It's weird. This is a hard one to evaluate. I mean, it's just so weird. I just have I've never seen it played. I've never seen it. How I it's mean, you get used. the four four, and then this happens. So at the very least, like they take your board doesn't lose a creature like mm-hmm. everybody else. He's like you're one creature up, and I guess if you don't have artifacts, why are art- because uh, red hates artifacts. Yeah, I, a creature and the land though. I mean, everyone's going to be losing. And for six mana, I, I just can't see this being unless they're you know I can see this happening if if you're behind and everyone else has yeah. sweet stuff. Yeah. But then it's like you don't. It's not going to hurt some people. They're just going to be like, okay, this one two is dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I wouldn't play it ever. I don't know how you construct your deck to get strategic advantage from this. Maybe there's a way, um, but I don't know it. So I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a D plus. I'm going to give it a straight D. Straight D. Straight D. Heartless Hidetsugo. Reprint. Yep. It is a uh, three and two red for a four three ogre shaman legendary creature. You tar- you tap it and it deals damage to each player equal to half that player's life total rounded down. This is like a super powerful effect. Yeah. Will immediately put a great big red bullseye on your forehead. Yeah, but it also does it to yourself. Yeah. You know, so it hurts you-, you too. Yeah, so if you do manage to get ahead of everyone just a little bit doing this, we'll definitely it'll speed the game up. That's for big sure. Big time. Yeah, big time. This is probably good in concert with the black stuff that hits everybody. Yeah. Like if you had this guy and Siphon Soul, all of a sudden, you know, you use him, maybe use him one more time and then Siphon Soul. Siphon you might up, finish yeah. somebody off and put yourself up to a decent life total like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um it also yeah, it's it can be mean. I, I Yeah. I, here's the thing. He got printed in another set. And his ability is great for multiplayer, but I just honestly can't see him being what you would want in a in a in a conspiracy deck. You know, I, I think d- if you had like something to give him haste, like Fires of Yavimaya right. or one of those other ones, then he becomes a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but this you have is to combo that, him out. Is the thing if you you're know? the chaotic neutral player or the chaotic chaotic player? Yeah. If you're the Clint at the table, then you can. Uh, yeah, you definitely want. To then this is the card out. you want. Yeah, I, for me, not the kind of card I want, um, but I still think there's a lot of power there. I'm going to give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C minus. I, I just wouldn't play it yeah. uh, over something else. Just because it's not your style, but yeah, it is powerful. Again, I would play the Bulber Intimidator. <laughs> you know, I'd much rather have that guy. Um, next up, we got Heckling Fiends, which is two and a red, three total for a two-two creature devil. Uh, and you can pay an additional two and a red. Target creature attacks this turn if able. I actually think this is a, a little bit sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen it in action a lot, but... I think, like, what you can do is you can start making people attack. And there's a lot of times where, like, people have, like, little creatures. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there, like a Typhoid Rats or, like, you know, this Grenzo Cutthroat if they just got it out too late right. or whatever. And they're just going to put it out and it's they want it on defense. But if it attacks anybody, it'll just die. And yeah. you can just be like, nope, attack with that thing. Yeah, attack with that thing. You attack with um, those two things and, you know. Hopefully they're not going to address you with their attack, and they'll attack someone else. You know, you want to have a strong enough board that they don't want to swing yeah. into you. Or you'll, ha- yeah, exactly. You need a board where they, yeah. yeah. And even if they don't, if you're in a position where they can't swing at you, and it doesn't matter if the thing dies, it's just mm-hmm. you're forcing them to like cause damage to somebody else. Yeah, that can be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And doing it to like pristine angel again would be fun. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, doing it to stuff that normally wants to sit back on defense or whatever is is good. Um, also like. What was that card? You counter the first ability used against it. Like, right. This could be the first ability, then you could kill it. Like there's true, some, true. there's some, uh, there's something there. Yeah. I, I, it all adds up, and I think it's playable. It's still not awesome. Um, I'm gonna give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C too. Okay. It's not an auto include, but it's it's a solid card. 
The next is Ignition Team. It's a part of that cycle of rare. Each color has one. Um, it's five and two red for a zero zero Goblin Warrior. Ignition Team enters the battlefield with X one one counters on it, where X is the number of tapped lands on the battlefield. Nice. Okay. Like a Here we go. Yeah. Yep. And then for two and a red, you can remove a plus one plus one counter from it. And target land becomes a 4-4 four, four red elemental creature until end of turn. It's still land. Okay. I can yeah. get behind both these abilities. I can get behind, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This and is probably to, second to the white one in my mind. Definitely. And not to mention, as soon as you play it, it's automatically a 7-7. Seven, seven because you will be you tapping tap seven, 7 lands. Seven oh, that's a good yep. point. It can never be smaller than a 7-7 seven, seven for 7. And yeah. it's often going to be... Much bigger. Let's say there's four other player, three other players, and they'll have... I mean... You've got seven mana, so they have access to at least five or six. Let's yeah. say they all have three tapped. Now it's a 16-16. Yeah. That's pretty vicious. And then on your next turn, you can turn at least two of your lands into 4-4 four, four creatures. Like, mm-hmm. wow. I like this guy. Yeah. Um, I, this is a game ender if, if used correctly because yeah. you can start swinging with your lands. And you know it's and, and in the history of Magic, like anything that turns lands into creatures has been super powerful because yeah, all of a sudden exactly. you, you're just doubling and tripling the amount of creatures you've got, like, suddenly. Yeah. Um, what do you give it? I give it a B plus. I'm with you. B plus. Yeah, I think it's fun. I, yeah. I would put it in my deck if I drafted it for red. Yeah. Uh, Lizard Warriors next up. It's a three in the red. It's a creature. It's a four two for a four. Yeah. All right. Not bad. What else? That's it? That's it. Oh. Um, and it says don't let its appearance frighten you. Let its claws and teeth do that. <laughs> We're reading flavor text now. Yeah, that's that's about <laughs> it. I mean, that, that describes a creature. It's a four 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 two. you know. The only reason I think this is uh, something is if you pick up enough copies to use it with your conspiracy cards. Yeah, that's a long way to go, like you yeah, said. Yeah, it's not exciting. It's 4-2. That kind of sucks because anything that blocks it is going to kill it. Yeah, I give it a D plus. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C minus just because of conspiracy. Okay, cool. Uh, Mana Geysers, the next one. It's a uh, three and two red for a sorcery. This is the one we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You add a red mana to your mana pool for each tapped land your opponents control. Nice. That is, it can be bonkers. It can, can be give bonkers. you 18, 19 mana. Yeah. There's a few cards. You need cards that can use that amount of mana. Mm-hmm. Um, so kickers are very important. Yeah, stuff with kicker, the card we talked about earlier, which was um, Death Forge Shaman. It works great with uh, Grenzo. Yeah. Um, Stuff right, like that. Pop Grenzo off like ten times. Oh my gosh! Could you yeah, imagine? Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, it. There's. I would draft a couple of these and and play them and, and build my deck around. Yeah, definitely. It, especially multiplayer. The more yeah. players, the better. Uh, if you're playing with three players, then this card sucks. This is the one card that gives the EDH. The, the thing in EDH where you just like sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and then suddenly you do something like huge. Mm-hmm. And nobody can deal with it in time. Uh, that's hard to pull off in Conspiracy just because the power level's not there. Yeah. And the amount of ramp you have is not there. But this card can sort of duplicate that type of effect. Yeah, totally. Uh, so so I do like it. I mean, yeah. you need you need some things. You need maybe some card draw and you need to build around it. But I like that card. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C too. I, I'm going to take it if I can if I can grab it later on in the pack. Not maybe not first yeah. pick, obviously. I think but, I wouldn't want more than maybe two. Yeah, and here's the thing: people very rarely play red in drafts. I found, yeah, and, true. especially in our play group. So I, I can usually take this later on and be pretty. Safe. They play red rarely, Jimmy, because you are always playing red. It's true, but no one <laughs> hate drafts me. Jimmy the red. Jimmy the red. All right, Orcish Cannonade is the next in the instant for a three. Uh, one and two red, and it does Orcish Cannonade does two damage to target creature or player and three damage to you and draw a card. I don't know. It's hard to imagine a scenario where I want this card. Yeah. I, I personally don't like it. Cause three damage is a lot of damage. Three damage is take. a lot, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can do two to someone. It'd be cool if it was three, three and draw a card. 
but it goes two, three, and then you draw one. I, I just don't. There's better cards to do damage, and yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it a D. Yeah, I'll give it a D. Maybe maybe a maybe a D minus. D minus. It got a minus. Yeah, there are orcs, man. Who likes orcs? Yeah, seriously, I like goblins. Yeah, I'll take goblins any day. If it was goblin cannonade and did the exact same thing, then it suddenly plus. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pitchburn devils. That's four and a red for a three three devil. When Pitchburn Devils dies, it deals three damage to target creature or player. Um, I'm actually always impressed with this card when I play yeah. it. It always sort of does better than I think it's going to do. I agree. Um, it, it's kind of versatile, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sack it. You can do the three damage that way. It's tough to block because you need, you need you know, if you're blocking with a 6-6, six, six, it's going to trade. It's going to kill you, yeah. Yeah. You can do things like there's some pesky flyer that you can't deal with. You can attack another player. He blocks and kills it. You do the three damage yep. to the flyer. Yep. Like, eh. You can yeah. make people not want to attack you. If somebody's at three life... Oh yeah, they're, they can't even touch. They can't even come at you at all. They're actually just afraid that you're going to use it on them if it dies. Yeah. You know, uh, it pairs nicely with black because there's a lot of sack outlets and stuff. So mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah, essentially, if you, if you convert it down, if you go three for a three three, you have two extra mana, which it costs. You know, it's a two mana for three damage burn. Mm-hmm. So that's great. It's two cards in one kind of yeah. That, you, can, in that respect. you can do it to a player. It, you know, you have to choose one. You can't choose one that happens, but it'll still do it regardless. Yeah. You know, and it's better in a blocking situation often. I'm gonna give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C plus. Power of Fire. I like this card a lot. Oh, it's one in a red. Yeah, enchantment or enchant creature has uh, this creature deals one damage. Tap it to deal one damage to target creature or player. It turns it into what we call a Tim or yeah. a Prodigal Sorcerer, which was the first card that did this tap and deal one damage thing. Mm-hmm. A Pinger is also a another. Pinger, yeah. yeah. So you can ping people with your Death Touch rats, and it can kill anything on the board. Yeah, if you get two or three rats, this is the only card you want. Yep. I mean, if you have three rats in your deck and two powers of fire, like holy crap, you're just going to be you're going to make wrecking. It yeah everybody yeah and it's great so I, I like this card a lot i'm gonna give it a b minus it is risky though it's risky on the two for one it, it doesn't very risky. it doesn't draw you a card it doesn't yeah i like it i'm gonna give it i, I just think it's it's it, only useful and with death touch rats yeah. yeah well yeah i think it's only useful with the death touch rats uh so c minus for me yeah b minus just because i love them rats <laughs> Oh, here's a, this thing's this thing's a monster. Uh, I think right. this is an instant A. <laughs> yeah, this uh, Scourge of the Throne. It's um, four and two red for a five-five flying dragon. So it's already awesome. Yep, has flying. Obviously, it has dethrone. And whenever Scourge of the Throne attacks for the first time each turn, if it's attacking the player with the most life or tied for the most life, untap all attacking creatures. After this phase. There is an additional combat phase. Woof. Additional combat phases are awesome. Um, in general, it's a 5-5 five, five dragon. It's With a 6-6 six, six as turn as soon as you turn it sideways. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to get killed for the most part. Very few There's not another flyer it. in this set unless you manage to kick an Apex Hawk like 12 yeah. times. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's just, yeah, this is a game winner. It's a big time finisher. It has the potential to even kill two players in one turn. Right, right. Um. Yeah, it's just an A. Yeah, straight up A. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. Because I put it in my Cali deck and it's the best. Yeah, it's 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 broken. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of other super broken cards, not really. Uh, Skitter <laughs> of Lizards. It's a one drop red. 
Uh, it's a 1-1. One, one. You can multi-kick it for one in a red each time. It has haste, and when it enters the battlefield, it enters with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each time it was kicked. So for three minutes, a 2-2, two, two, five minutes, a 3-3, three, three, blah, blah, blah. You know yeah. the story. It has haste. Uh, it's it's fun. It's simple. I'd put it in my decks if I'm against star for one-drop reds. I'd rather put death touch snakes. What I like to do with cards like this is I try and pick them up late, and I try and just stick to like one of these commons and pick it up like in the last four or five. And then mm-hmm. hope, I'm hoping that I get... like three or four of them and then i can use one of the conspiracy cards like the one that gives every card with the same name plus one plus Plus one one. or you can search if it's a two two yeah so now it's a three three for three that comes in with haste oh that's a good card that's a great card yeah but i'd need to have three or four of these before i would do that Um, and to be honest haste for the most part for attacking creatures isn't the most effective thing in conspiracy i think it's actually one of the weaker mechanics because you don't want to put yourself out there that fast that quickly and and pissing people off it's just never. but if you did draw it later in the game you know you could all of a sudden kick it like four times Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. just come out with a seven seven with haste that nobody saw coming and yeah you know if they didn't do their math right and they attacked wrong and they don't have enough blockers Listen, that's a very corner case scenario. I, yeah. I don't think the card's very good. Uh, what C do you minus. Give it? C minus? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it a C minus also. Okay, Sulfuric Vortex. It's an enchantment for one and two red. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, Sulfuric Vortex deals two damage to that player. If a player would gain life, that player gains no life instead. This is such a red card. It's such a red card. And I don't even know if I want this ever in in the draft format. I could see this doing, you know, if you could EDH, maybe there's some kind of crazy combo where yeah, it yeah. gets damaged, it does something else. Or, but it's like it happens to yourself as well. It costs you that card. It does speed up the game, but, you know, yeah. everybody else with that card you use, they played a creature or they yeah, exactly. played a removal spell or whatever. And so you're it's going to speed up the game, but you're already behind in that game because you had to play this card. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I think you're right. It's for other formats. Um, I give it a D. Yeah, I give it a D minus. Jimmy the Red does not like that card. Does not like it. I mean, I like doing damage to other people, not myself. Just saying. <laughs> Torch Fiend, one and a red. is a creature devil that's a 2-1, and you can tap one red to sacrifice Torch Fiend and destroy target artifact. Um, useful? Not really. I think, again, you need to pay attention to how many like lurking automatons got Mm-hmm. drafted and how big they are and how scary that is if there's yeah. five of them that got drafted and most of them are five fives and six sixes this card gets a little bit better yeah exactly um in general there's not a lot of scary artifacts though most of them are just you know that's just a creature that attacks and blocks yep so i would just say uh a straight d yeah d plus d plus yeah okay next is treasonous ogre it's uh three and a red for a two three ogre shaman it has dethrone and then it has another ability which is pay three life Add red to your mana pool. Weird. Weird, but I actually like this more than a lot of the other creatures. Yeah. Uh, because it's the kind of thing that you're not going to use until it's the end game. It's so it's more, like you really need two mana. And you, you need, just do yeah. It. You have that mana. You can, you know, like paying three life. Let's say you pay six life to kick that thing another two times for the other card and that does six damage. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. You know, six life for six damage. Mm-hmm. If you are slightly up in life, you could do this to end the game, you know? Well, plus you can manage your dethrone exactly so you know if you're playing a lot of dethrone i think this you need this because you need to be able to bring your life total down mm-hmm. so that you're not the like you can attack other people to continue yeah. to get the dethrone and imagine if someone comes at you with like a scourge of thrones because you have the most life and they're yeah. like uh actually i'm at instance i'm going to pay three life to just yeah. float one mana yeah now you don't get your extra turn yeah. yes exactly so i think it, with the dethrone mechanic it's it can be powerful it's just tough though you're attacking somebody and you're bringing yourself down yeah so without attacking you they're basically staying even with you mm-hmm. i don't know 
I'm not in love with it. I think there are some uses. Yeah. It's still a two, three for four with dethrone, so it's basically a three, four. Yeah. For four, which is fine. I'll give it a C. You know, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it, mm-hmm. but it's not the worst in the world. I, I think being able to add mana is really powerful, no matter what car, what the price is. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Throughout Magic's history, that type of effect has been you can exploit it. Um, yeah, exactly. I just I don't know if I see it within this set. I'm going to give it a C minus. Cool. All right, Trumpet Blast. It's an instant uh, for two and a red. Attacking creatures get plus two plus zero until end of turn. Very simple. Yeah. Um. There are a lot of tokens. Yeah. You know, if you had, if you, I might even splash this in a token deck if I didn't get any of the other like intangible virtues right, or right. echoing courage. You know, you want some overrun effects in red itself. I don't see like this whole like drop a million creatures onto the battlefield mm-hmm. thing. I mean, maybe with a bunch of skit, you'd have to play a bunch of crappy cards to pull that off. So, yeah. so mm, I'm not saying it's unplayable, but I don't think red seems to want this particularly no i don't think so red red's gonna want to do damage differently not through attacking Um, i mean some attacking but not through attacking with like 12 guys at once yeah exactly yeah i i I give this a d yeah i give it a d also uh next is uncontrollable anger that's uh two and two red for an enchantment aura it has flash says enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and attacks each turn if able Again, I think this is something you want to play on someone else, potentially. It's like a weird removal spell. Like- yeah. Um, it, it's almost like you want to put it on something that someone doesn't like. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to attack with this guy. I want to hold them back. I'm like, no. Like I've, that guy I've, that gives everybody unblockable or something? Yeah. I've, no, it's like, no, I force you to attack with him now. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully someone will block and kill him. You know, but I'd it, rather have those heckler guys from earlier. Yeah. That's that's much more. And it's cheaper. Yeah. And it's, it's not an enchantment. It's repeatable. It's, it's a to, creature you yeah. can block with. Yeah. Um, I don't like this card. What's the point of Flash? You know? Yeah. I guess you could surprise somebody with it. Like, they attack you. It's, like, also a combat trick. I just... It it takes control of your creature away from you. Like, mm-hmm. we know I don't like that. Uh, D. D minus. Oh, you like, you like it even less than me. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite cards. Vent, Sentinel, three, and the red. It's a creature elemental. That's two, four with Defender. But the most important part, for one and a red, you can tap it, and Vent Sentinel deals damage to target player equal to the number of creatures with Defender you control. You can build a whole deck around this. Yeah, if you can get two or three. I, Just two, even. Every draft, here's what I do. I draft normally. We get down to the like last three or four cards. I always take a Vent Sentinel, and then I just hope, you know, I get a few more, and I can move yeah. into the vent sentinel deck later it hasn't happened yet but yeah if you can get like three two or three vent sentinels and then you know a couple of those flying walls yeah. three or four more like it doesn't take much like if you have f- say four or five walls out and mm-hmm. now you're tapping your two vent sentinels to deal five damage each every turn yeah. the game is over fast the game is over yeah you can get those guardian zendicons up and yeah. the thing is you leave your defenders up and for the most part you yep. can defend yep and you, you just know? do it before the end of exactly before the beginning of your turn yeah i mean this was a strong archetype it was it was fairly it did fairly well in rise of the eldrazi which had the level up guys and the eldrazi themselves yeah. and this this archetype hung with that so you know, uh, I want to live the dream here. I think it's not as strong as it was in Rise of the Eldrazi because uh, some of the other walls are gone, but I think you can still right. probably pull it off. Yeah, there are definitely enough cards that are defender that. And here's the thing is like, if you're drafting it, no one else is for the most part. Yeah. I don't think you'll be. People competing. don't go for this very high. And yeah. then by the third pack, you can be taking all your defenders really high and nobody's going to go after them that high. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, all right, cool. Uh, the thing is, uh, it's hard to live this dream. I'm going to give it a hard. C minus. A yeah. lot of times it's just a, an F, but. Yep, I'll give it a C minus too. Uh, if you can make it happen, then it's a that's a freaking A. It's it's what makes the Vent Sentinel deck work. It's named after this card. Yeah. 
it's fun when you pull it off. You can yeah. just drop fools like fast. Yeah. Okay, the next card is Volcanic Fallout. It's an instant for one and two red. Volcanic Fallout can't be countered. Volcanic Fallout deals two damage to each creature and each player. Oof. So here's your token hoser. Yeah. It just wipes the token deck. Now this I like more yeah. than anything else. Um, uh, the token deck is a thing, and so is a flying deck, and this hurts both of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, at the same time, it's it's not the best, but I like that it can't be countered, and it can host tokens. So this is very dependent on your meta. It depends on what's going, what people are going for. Um, it, 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 it does sort of suck in red because a lot of red's creatures are high power, low toughness, so mm-hmm. it, 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 it can kill a lot of your things. What you do is you want it, you know, early on so you can sort of play accordingly. You don't play out all your stuff. Right. You hold things back, and then, you know, boom, you get all the tokens. It's, I think it's solid. It's not as good as route, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Um, I give it a C minus. C minus. I'm with you. All right. Rapid Flames, our final red card. Three and a red is a sorcery. Rapid Flames deals one damage to each of up to three target creatures. Those creatures can't block this turn. Um, this could win you the game. <laughs> it can make three things unblockable. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't. I don't think it's. It's just hard to get to kill anything with it. Yeah, you can't kill anything with it. Ultimately, what you, I think you want to do is, you know, you have lethal, but they have blockers. You just play yeah. this, and they can't block. Yeah, and then you swing. But other than that, it's very conditional. I like just having stuff that I can that like I have more stuff than them or yeah. better stuff than them. Yeah. Or like if this is a, just a larger creature, like won't it just do better for you in the long run? Yeah, exactly. I, so I don't like this card that much at all. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's too conditional. It's one v one. It's not multiplayer. I give it a D minus. I'm gonna give it a D. So what do you think of red? Uh, I think red has highlights. I think it has some really mm-hmm. strong cards. Uh, I think it's got the best to throne cards. Um, I think once we get to the multicolored cards, we're going to see that red is a really strong color to splash. Mm-hmm. And it's got the Vent Sentinel archetype. So I, I think red's pretty strong. I think it's stronger than red usually is. Yeah, I think it's okay. It relies on the dethrone mechanic a lot, which is not my favorite. Yeah. Red in general is aggro. I think what you said as if it's sort of your support color, it's a little bit stronger. You don't yeah. have to be pure aggro. Um, and the thing is, aggro is not good in conspiracy. Yeah, in multiplayer in general, aggro is tough. I think I think it's a decent support color because it has removal and it has some a few interesting things. I think if you get the right like early rares or or sort of the the sort of big the mm-hmm. mana geysers and stuff, then you can do some cool broken stuff. So yeah, yeah. if it doesn't come together though, I think reds you're sort of in a little more trouble than if you go with a safer route like this next color, green. Green, Plot green. Warm. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. Just give me 10 plot worms and let's play a game. <laughs> okay, so the first green card is Charging Rhino. It's three and two green for a 4-4 Rhino. Charging Rhino can't be blocked by more than one creature. It's a five-mana 4-4, so it's always going to be playable. It's tough to block. I mean, not impossible, but... yeah. I don't know. It's fine. It's nothing super exciting. Yeah, I like, I like can't be blocked by more than one creature. At the same time, they could just double block it and kill it. No, no, they game. can't. It can't be blocked. It can't by be blocked. One. Okay, yeah. in that case, yeah, yeah, sure. It's gonna, it's gonna knock people on their butts. C. I'll give this C. C minus for me. Mm, yeah, it's true. Actually, maybe this is a C minus. There, are, there are better creatures here. Yeah, Co- it's good, uh, but yeah. it's not amazing. All right, Copperhorn Scout. It's a uh, one green. Whenever Copperhorn Scout attacks, untap each other creature you control for a one-one Elf Scout. Maybe uh, I don't know. I, I mean, because what's gonna happen to the Copperhorn Scout? Because it has to attack, right? So it's gonna die. Yeah, exactly. You so, gotta use it once. So you so. got vigilance for all your creatures for one turn. What if it said instant? One mana. Right. All your creatures gain vigilance until end of turn. I would t- that'd be better. 
Yeah, I still um, wouldn't play that card. Yeah, I still wouldn't play it either. And, and the thing is, it's it's aggro. Green trying to be aggro doesn't make much sense here. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. I'm never playing it. F. Yeah, F. Um, next up. Echoing Courage. It's uh, one in a green for an instant target creature and all other creatures with the same name as that creature get plus two, plus two until end of turn. Okay. This is the overrun effect, the closest you're going to get mm-hmm. for um, pumping all your tokens. So if you've got a squirrel nest and you manage to get six or seven squirrels out, this thing is freaking broken. Yeah, it's great. They all turn into three threes until end yeah. of turn. And you can use it on defense as well if you yeah. really need to. Um, uh, your spirit tokens, same thing. Uh, there are some elephant tokens that you can create. I, I think this card is good in the token deck. Um, uh, if you have like one or two squirrels nests, and you're not a full-on token deck, it can still be decent. Because, yeah. yeah, again, you're right. You can use it on um, on a single creature. Also, this set is about having multiples of cards. Mm-hmm. Like Screaming Seahawks, and as we'll see, Howling Wolves, too. Yeah, so you're already trying to get two or three of the same creature or four. So it's it's just a little bit better than a normal combat trick. I think it's good. I, I don't want more than a, more than one, maybe two in a, in a fully dedicated token yeah. deck. Yeah. 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 I give it a C-. minus. Yeah, I agree with that. C-. minus. Well, I like um, this next one. Elephant Guide, yeah, it's one of my favorite green cards. It's a two and a green for an enchantment aura. It's kind of essentially a totem armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an enchant creature gets plus three, plus three, and when enchanted creature dies, put a three, three green elephant creature token onto the battlefield. Um, so it creates a token, fun times. Uh, it it essentially is a two for one, and it's for three, you get three, three. You yeah, know? you're going to get six power and toughness in some combination. Like, yeah. you're going to get three for a little while, and then you get three more when it falls off. Yeah, I think this card is... kind of like Bestow, almost. Yeah, it, it is like Bestow. Um, it, it's a different kind of Bestow, and I, Actually, I like it, it. Yeah, it's like a three... You can't choose to just put a three-three out only right. for three, but right. yeah. And it's much cheaper than Bestow usually is as well. Yeah, true. So uh, that's true. why I think it's a really oh, yeah. powerful card. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I like... I, I give it a B-. minus. Yeah, I like this card a lot. I think it's one of the better green cards. Um, if you put this on a flyer, any flyer in the set, like oh my goodness, yeah, it's it's brutal. That's uh, true. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a C plus. Okay, cool. Uh, the next is Elvish Aberration. Aberration. It is five and a green, so six total for a four five Elf Mutant. It has an ability tap it and add green 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 to your mana pool, and it has Forest Cycling two. This is always a weird card to me. This is a reprint. Um, mm-hmm. cause like you already have six mana, so why do you need ramp? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can be good with kicker cards. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Kickers, it and, loves and, it. And green has, I don't know if they have more, but they have a few prominent yeah. kicker cards. And if you have conspiracies to make the, give this guy haste and stuff, then, then you can, you know, just unload on the table, you know, True. especially if you have multiples of these in your deck. So um, four or five for six, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I, I like it. Um, because it has four cycling, but mm-hmm. it's also just got add three mana, and and when it comes to kicking something, it's great. But it means you really have to be strong and green to have Elvish Aberration be really effective. I think. Yeah, true. I I think it does play towards that thing in EDH we talk about, which is like suddenly bursting forward all of a sudden in one turn with like a bunch of stuff nobody expected, mm-hmm. you know, and you need a lot of mana to do that. So I think it has that going for it, which is important in multiplayer. So hmm, I'm sort of revising my opinion. What do you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a C. Yeah, I, I just I, th- I think it's conditional. Yeah, I sort of think C also. Yeah. Uh, next up is a very famous reprint, Exploration. It's Ooh, a one-drop yeah. enchantment of green. Uh, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. That's a spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball. It's a it's a spicy EDH ball too. It's it's <laughs> yeah, definitely it's a, a commander staple. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's maybe not as good because you don't have the card draw that you would in EDH. Right. Right. Um, 
man, but as a turn one play, it's it's yeah borderline broken. Yeah, exactly. And I find that very often uh, in 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 conspiracy, people are going to be making you discard cards and stuff. So the faster you can get things out of your hand, the better. There's parlay too, so you yes. are going to draw like you know you're not going to draw a a whole lot more cards, but you are mm-hmm. going to draw a few more cards than you normally would. Yeah. And if those are lands, like you know, to be able to play them out rather than hold them is is good. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. I don't think it's it's broken in uh, in this yeah, set, but definitely not. Um, I give it a C. Yeah, I'll give it a C plus. Okay. Uh, next is Gamekeeper. It's three and a green for a two two elf. Yeah. When Gamekeeper <laughs> dies, you may exile it. If you do, reveal reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield and put all other cards revealed this way into your graveyard. I don't like putting things into my graveyard when they reveal off the top. I'd much rather put it at the bottom of my library. Especially if they're not going to be creatures, because creatures are the things that if you're like green and black, you're going to be able to get back. But right. it's not going to be creatures, because if it was, you would just put that onto the battlefield, yeah. right? It's going to be lands or sorceries or instants. Yeah, you know? so, I, especially, yeah, in a format that's going to go long, you might, we're already slightly worried about decking yourself. I mean, yeah. I don't I, know. I, if I you had like Brainstorm... It. Yeah, I was going to say exactly that. Brainstorm, something to fix. Uh, or, you know, maybe even if you have Rhydo Lantern, one of those cards to put cards back under your deck. But then, then you're just, I think you're just asking for too much there. Yeah, that's a big combo, right? Because you yeah. need Gamekeeper on the board. You need Brainstorm in hand. And you also need a big creature yeah. in hand. And a way to have it die. <laughs> yeah, true. So I, yeah. I, I don't like this at all. I give yeah. it a D. Yeah, that went downhill fast. I, yeah. give, it a, I give it a D plus. Nice. All right, Gnarled Pack is the kicker of the greens. It's a one in a green for a 2-2, and you can multi-kick it for one in a green as well. Uh, and there's the battlefield, which is a plus one, plus one counter for each time it was kicked. So for four, it's a 3-3. Three, three. For six, it's a 4-4. Four, four. It's a beast. Yeah, it's fine. Um, this is one of those cards that, like, if you pair it up with the conspiracy cards, then it can be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's just sort of fine, unexciting. Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe and, you know this with, of course, Elvish Aberration can do some damage, but mm-hmm. I, I would just give this a, a C minus. Yeah, I think C minus. Like, uh, you have to have quite a few of them to put them in your deck. If yeah. you've only got one, it's not even probably worth it. Yeah. Um, Howling Wolf. It is two and two green for a two-two wolf. When Howling Wolf enters the battlefield, you may search your library for up to three cards named Howling Wolf, reveal them, and put them into your hand. If you do so, shuffle your library. So it's just like the Screaming Seahawk. But you can find up to three. Yeah. So this is um, this can be powerful if you get a lot of these. I see mm-hmm. these go pretty late. I always try and pick them up if I'm in green. Yeah. Again, if you pair it up with Conspiracy, all of a sudden, you know. You, you could have a cost for three for a 2-2. Two, two, and you can you know search your deck for all these exactly, sweet wolves. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I try and make that dream happen. And if it doesn't, then I'm okay with cutting them from my deck. Because uh, otherwise it's four mana for a two-two. Mm-hmm. So I give this a C minus. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a C just because it has the ability to get paired up with other stuff. Maybe even a C plus if you get the right combos with it. Um, next up, Hunger of the Howl Pack. It's a one green for an instant. Uh, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature, and if morbid, uh, put three plus one plus one counters if a creature died this turn. So uh, it's it's a trick. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Equine you can, Courage you can play it out of turn. You yeah. know. Uh, Echoing Courage is nice. I, I think Hunger of the Howl Pack is is it's just okay. It's yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's the the counters stick around, I guess, which makes it in some ways better than yeah. Howl. But then it's just like an aura. Mm-hmm. You know, would you play an aura that flash give target creature plus one plus one or the morbid thing? I 
I don't know. I drafted a lot of these in one draft and thought I, would, I could double it with a conspiracy card and make it super effective. You know, put three, put six. six yeah, yeah and, and it just no, never worked. <laughs> uh, so if you can't do it that way, then yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think it's it when it works, it would be awesome. But otherwise, I just don't like relying on that. Yeah, um, and it, anyways, it just takes one sort of shares to ruin your whole deck. Yeah, you exactly. just invested like six cards or you know, like three cards into one card. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're drawing conspiracies and doing all that stuff just for this one thing and, and it. It can get shut down so quickly then yeah i give it a c minus maybe even a d plus yeah i give it a d oh here's an exciting one. Oh yes hydra another omnivore another reprint originally just from commander so you yeah. know it's a multiplayer card yep it's wow these stats are crazy it's four and two green for an eight eight hydra that's six mana for an eight eight that's already a nuts it's okay <laughs> and it says whenever hydra omnivore deals combat damage to an opponent it deals that much damage to each other opponent. So if you connect with this for eight damage, it's doing eight damage to everybody. That yeah. is bonkers. Um, if you pair this up with something that gives us haste, like Fires of Yavimaya. Yep. Dude, if you do Fires of Yavimaya and then you sack the fires and make it a 10-10 and you just nail somebody for 10 and do 10 to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this card is an instant... And with those colors, you could also put out my favorite Bold War Intimidator. <laughs> <laughs> this card is an instant, like, it has to be dealt with. Every other player at the table will suddenly have to Absolutely. help kill that. So, I mean, it's got, you know, six heads flying around. It's it's dangerous. It hits, you know, if it hits one person, it hits everybody. It's, yeah. it's, it's brutal. I mean, I think, unfortunately, it doesn't have trample. Yeah. It doesn't fly. It has no evasion itself. So it... Just by itself, it doesn't do enough. You, well, you're not required. Unfortunately, it doesn't have it. Thank yeah, otherwise it doesn't have it. Yeah. I mean, you need a traveler's cloak. You need to give it protection from creatures. You need something else to sort of put it into that A range yeah. for me. Still um, for six for an eight eight. It it's could still be, awesome. It could yeah. be eight for an eight eight, and this this text would be nuts. Yeah, you know? it'd still be good. So uh, it's it's great. I'm gonna give it a B plus, just below bomb. Yeah, I'll give it a B plus too. Okay. Uh, next up, lead the stampede. Uh, one of my more favorite, I guess, uh, draw-ish things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two and a green for a sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal any number of creature cards from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Hmm. So, thank goodness you don't discard everything. Yeah, that least. makes it better. You know, you can at least put them in the bottom. And, and I think a card like this is nice for multiplayer because you're going to need to draw cards at some point true and green um, doesn't have a lot of options for it yeah so I, I think this is a solid option for green to do it at the same time it's chance you know there there's a chance you could just draw five lands and that would just be the worst um i so, mean i think most of the time you're gonna draw like what minimal one i, I guarantee at least one you're gonna draw two point something card yeah exactly creatures if you have like 17 creatures in your deck mm-hmm. and you're green so you're gonna have a lot yeah um i i think if you're in a parody situation, this is nice. You get to, you know, you get to accelerate your card draw and get the creatures that can help you win or block, you know, sort of push the tide in your favor. Uh, if you're losing, this can help too. I'm not sure how good this is. Um, you have to build your deck too. You have to like, yeah. if you have this in there, maybe put on a, you know, don't put 14 creatures. Don't play this in a, in a deck with only 13 creatures or 14 creatures. You yeah. want 16, 17, 18 17, creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe you want lower drops or whatever. And, uh, you know, this with Howling Wolf is not so hot because now you put, you know, or maybe it is because you can actually put some of the Howling Wolves at the bottom of your library. You yeah. don't have to necessarily draw all of them into your I mean, hands. we talked about Brainstorm uh, with Gamekeeper. So if you already have Brainstorm or two, you can, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you can play this, pull one card, put two creatures down, play yeah. this. You know you're going to draw two. Like, you can do some stuff. I don't know. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I, I do think it's the best sorcery. So in that four green uh, so i'll give it a c 
I'm going to go C minus. Next is Nature's Claim. It's one green for an instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Its controller gains four life. F, I don't care. Don't want it. Don't want to get you. <laughs> this is the card that I want somebody else to play in their deck, but not me. Right. Because when yeah. there's an enchantment that's out on the board, it usually is like hurting everybody. Yeah. So I want somebody else to waste a card on it. Yeah. So killing an artifact's okay. I think that's the biggest deal here is, is being able to rid yourself of a lurking automaton or whatever. So I, I could see that being nice. But giving them life at the same time is like, eh. Yeah, I don't care about the life gain. I'm just worried about it. There's nothing out there that I care that much about. Again, yeah. I think pay attention during the draft. If there's a bunch of lurking automatons and stuff. Yeah, and there are some big enchantments like Fires of Yami, Yamivawa and, and, and um, uh, there's another one that gives, makes unless you draw a card. I forget what it was. Every time a creature dies and during someone's turn. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's even worth killing. Well, anyway, um, yeah. I don't give it an F, though. I mean, you could play it. I'll, give it, a, I'll give it a D. 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 Yeah, I'm with D. you. All right, Palaka oh, Worm. You've been talking about this the whole time. Here we are. I know. Palaka Worm. Here it is. Here he is, the big old worm. He's a he's a four and three green, so seven for a seven, seven. This guy's all about the lucky number seven. He's a trample worm. with uh, And when he enters the battlefield, you gain seven life. And when he dies, you draw a card. He's pretty great. Yeah, he's got you know he's got things that happen at all stages of the game. One, he can attack really well. He does stuff when he enters the battlefield, and he dies. He does stuff too. I mean, he sucks early on because you can't yeah. even play him. But in general, like multiplayer is going to go long enough, you'll get him out. Seven yeah. mana is not that daunting in multiplayer. Mm. And, and I think a seven seven is just a solid creature for seven. I and would... the trample is actually super relevant. Yeah, trample is amazing here. Uh, so I'll give this a B. Yeah, I think I give Palaka Worm. I think I give it a B. Yeah, I just I don't think there are that many other, especially if you're just playing. Um, this is what green, green wants to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wants it's to get a big fatty with trample big, out that gains it some life and draws it a card. Yeah, yeah, big dumb creatures. Okay, plummet. Plummet is uh, one in a green for an instant. It says destroy target creature with flying. Now, in a lot of sense, this card's not that great because it seems really right. conditional. But the flyers in this set are really strong, and green yeah. has a very tough time with them. Mm-hmm. So this is basically like a Swords to Plowshares for the green deck. Yeah, being able to get rid of a giant yeah. Ray of Dawnbringer. With in general, there's this. nothing on the ground that's really going to scare you too much because mm-hmm. you're green. you got the biggest stuff on the ground. So Yeah, or the most stuff, too. You just have tokens everywhere or whatever. But that, that Scourge of the Throne and the, there's all kinds of cards in the air that you're scared of. Yes, um, even Screaming Seahawks. You yeah, know, if yeah exactly. Up. Or Apex Hawks that got kicked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just don't have a lot of ways to deal with that. So I think in this set, you need these. I would maybe even run two of these mm-hmm. in my deck if I had them. So I'm going to give it a C. Yeah, I, I think C is a fair grade for that. Um, again, depending on the meta, just making sure you know. You know you'll know, you see the cards that go around. If there are a lot of really scary flyers and you're playing green, you're going to want to pull a pl- plummet or two. There's going to be a lot of scary flyers. Yeah, earlier just... rather than later. Um, next up, Predator is Howl. It's a three in the green for an instant. Uh, put a 2-2 green wolf token creature on the battlefield. Morbid put three 2-2 green wolf creatures on the token instead of a creature died this turn. I think that's great. You get six damage total for four mana, and there are yeah. three different creatures, so you could chump block for three different guys. Yeah, and it's an instant. Guys. Yeah, it's so an instant. Yeah, it's Six power and toughness for four mana is pretty good. Also, mm-hmm. if you're already in a token deck, you might have Intangible Virtue. It's good with Echoing Truth. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like this card. Um, yeah, I give it a C plus. Yeah, I give it a I give it a C. Yeah. Provoke. It's uh, one in a green for an instant. Untap target creature you don't control. That creature blocks this turn if able. Draw a card. Nice. It's sort of a clunky green removal spell. I yeah. guess um, you can combine it with, you know, like hey, you have to block. I'm going to swing at you with this fatty. 
you have to he's gonna die you know it's true or even when somebody else is attacking somebody else mm-hmm. you can untap one of the creatures like you're not even really involved in combat but you can make them block with the creature that you want to kill right right um i think it's great for doing something with like a you know could you imagine if you had your plot of worm swing at red dom ringer and you forced her to block oh brutal such a brutal. sad yeah that person would not be very happy with you brutal um i do like that it draws you a card too exactly so it can never be that bad because at the very worst it just cycles you through your deck yeah for two mana um yeah, so I think that it's always going to be playable because even a card that just said, you know, pay two mana, draw a card, it, you know, that's just going to make your deck smaller. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a C-. minus. I'm with you, C-. minus. Yeah. Realm Seekers. All right, here's the uh, the plus one, plus one counter, guys, for green. It's a uh, four and two green, so six total. Realm Seekers enters the battlefield with X plus one, plus one counters on it, where X is the total number of cards in all players' hands. Hmm. And for two and a green, you can remove a counter from him, search your library for a land card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle your library. Not a huge fan of the second ability. The first ability, you're definitely going to get a big guy. Yeah, I think you're going to get an efficient creature, like especially in multiplayer where people just don't play out all their threats like mm-hmm. as they could. So they by turn six or seven or eight where you have six mana, yeah. they're holding cards that in 1v1 they probably would have already played. Yeah. So people just tend to have more cards in their hand. So I can see this easily being like a 16, 16 ish. Yeah. If you're if you've got four people in play yeah. for and six, you, and you also have ramp as green, so you're going to be able to play it earlier. True. When you have more cards in the Shoot, deck. Can you imagine you play it on turn four, four or yeah, five? five? Yeah. It could be a twenty twenty. Yeah. Which would um, be pretty vicious. That is pretty bonkers. Yeah. The go and find land is like eh, fine. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I feel I feel like if you are, you can fix with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but at that point, by turn five or six, you hopefully shouldn't have to be fixing. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, you know, you could. I, I mean, how good is like a 12-12 for six? Pretty good. Great. Anything, Pretty good. That's, anything a B. that's over six is, yeah. So it's a B. It's a B. Yeah, I think it's a B. Because the ability I'm just not even going to worry about. I mean, I might use it once in a while, but I'm definitely not playing the card because of that ability. Right, right. Okay, Relic Crush. It's four and a green for an instant. It says destroy target artifact or enchantment and up to one other target artifact or enchantment. This is a little better, I think, than Nature's... Uh, what is that? Nature's Claim? Yeah. Um, because at least you get two things. Yeah. Uh, it's and a you pro- can do it to two different people. Yeah. It's yeah. approaching playable. I still think I'd rather that somebody else at the table played this card. Yeah, it's five. For me. It's five. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to play this. i give it a C minus. Maybe yeah. a D plus. D plus. I'm with you. D plus. Yeah. Respite. Respite. One in a green. An instant prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. You gain one life for each attacking creature. Uh, fog. Here we are. There's <laughs> always a fog. I personally really like this card. You do? I think this is the card you hold in your hand until it's 1v1. They swing for lethal. You turn the entire game around and you win because of it. But it, it, that, just, that situation doesn't always come up. <sighs> well, we're going to disagree about this one. I, I just don't like fog effects, fog variants. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just think like there's too often when you're holding this card and all it does is buy you one turn. But if you were if you were just play been able to play a creature, then you would right. have bought yourself more than one turn. Right. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. Get? I mean, I just I I, uh, I think if you're if it's really easy to use this and have someone make a mistake, you know, like all right, full swing, like all right, those are ten creatures, we're both at like six life, perfect. It's true. People do alpha a little bit more yeah. in EDA, in and, uh, sorry, multiplayer. And you can leave all your guys up. You don't even need to block. You know, you don't need to trade off or anything. It's only going to work, though, once you get down to 1v1. The whole rest of the game, yep. it's not useful to you. The thing is, I often find the way that with my play styles, I'm so on the defensive and usually not aggroing that, that I need to have that one turn uh-huh. to win. So it, it, it has come up a couple of times where I'm like, if I only had a respite, 
in my deck. <laughs> well, yeah, but that doesn't you know? mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Does, I don't think that necessarily means that's good because what about all the other times that you wouldn't even got to the point where you need the respite because you're it's true. Or respite because you're holding respite in your hand instead of a creature that you needed to play out. Yeah, it's yeah. True. Uh, I give it a D. Yeah, I'll give it a C minus. All right. Well, we're not that far apart. Yeah. Uh, Sakura Tribe Elder. It's a one in a green for a one one. It says sacrifice Sakura Tribe Elder. Search your library for a basic land card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. So this is um, it's fixing it's ramp. A lot of times you can get a free block out of it. You just block mm-hmm. and sack. Uh, I like this card. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's it's definitely it's best when you can fix your mana. Um, I think this is an auto include in any green deck uh, if you can at least grab one, mm-hmm. uh, two maybe, and if you're feeling feeling frisky. Yeah, any two and more gets a little risky because you definitely don't want to draw this on turn seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the worst card to get late game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'll I'll give it a C. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a C also, especially since I love to play three and four colors, and this allows me to do that. Definitely. All right. Next up, scaled worm. Boring. Seven and the green. Eight for a seven six. Eight seven six. Eight seven six. I don't care. Eight mana seven six. Eight mana seven six. I mean, it's never completely unplayable because you're eight still a lot in multiplayer, but mm-hmm. it's gonna do something. Yeah, it'll be a big blocker for you, but it doesn't have flying. Yeah, it doesn't have reach. Um, I might. I, I might play one. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I'll take Spore Cap Spider over this any day. Oh yeah, uh, D plus, D. Oh wow. Selvala's Charge. This is the green rousing the spirits. It's um, four and a green for a sorcery. It says parlay. Each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each non-land card revealed this way, you put a three-three green elephant creature token onto the battlefield. Then each player draws a card. Oh my goodness. This can be bonkers. This is another yeah. card where it's really important to know how many people are playing in your pod. Mm-hmm. If it's four or, God forbid, five. I mean, for five mana, you could get nine power and toughness out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just... You could you could get all five people, too. Yeah, yeah. If uh, you get five three threes off of this, I mean... Oh my gosh, that's incredible. It's you could, crazy. You could kill someone in one turn with that yeah. much damage. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this card. Um, I think it's one of the best parlay ones, um, even more than the one that you get tokens. You mean the, the, the spirit spirits? tokens? Yeah. I like the spirits a little better, but this is still awesome. I mean, three, three green elephants, give them, give them, give them, you know, make them buffer. You got five fives. Yeah, if you got intangible place. virtue yeah. or you got echoing truth, like all of a sudden you just. You just go to town. You can literally kill somebody the next turn if you if you have that like echoing courage and yeah. you got five of them. Yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, it's always scary to have one big thing swing at you. It's even scary to have five big things swing at you because yeah. you have to have blockers. And even if you don't kill them, chances are they're all gonna all their blockers are gonna die trying to save their lives anyway. It's a good card. I'm gonna give it a B minus. Yeah, I'll give it a B minus too. All right. Next up, we got Selvala's Enforcer 3 in the green. It's a 2-2 creature of warrior. You parlay. When it enters the battlefield, each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each non-land card, you get a plus one, plus one counter on Selvala's Enforcer. Then each player draws a card. Uh, nothing new here. I don't think this is the best. Uh, but, you know, you can get a 4-4 four, four for 4. I think Maybe it's fine. Five, if, you, five. if you're playing with four players total, then on average it'll be a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, you and just do worse. It's not awesome. Mm-hmm. And just keep in mind, you're always you, everyone's drawing a card when this happens, so it, it can be a bad thing. It can be a good thing too if you need cards. But yeah, I think you're drawing a card too, so it's fine. Yeah, like that doesn't hurt you in any way. Yeah, everyone just kind of accelerates at the same rate, and multiplayer games kind of need that to be honest, because they can take forever otherwise. Well, no, I, like I said earlier, it also is a mechanic that helps everybody draw more land, so nobody just sits there with no land. Yeah, which sucks in multiplayer more than it does in regular Magic. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I'm going to give him a C minus. Yeah, I give a C minus too. Okay. Spore cap spider. It's two and a green for a one five spider. As most spiders do, it has reach, so it can yep. block creatures with flying. I I think this is one of the most underrated best cards. It's it's green. so necessary because green only has a couple of cards that deal with flyers at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this and, is one of them. Yeah, and really the only thing that can kill it as a flyer is like a pristine angel. Yeah, scourge of the throne. I mean, scourge of the throne. So yeah. you need a you need a mythic rare to get through it. Yeah, otherwise you're just blocking. You know, like two two flyers. Yeah, and you can, and you can block for days. Um, so I really like this. Uh, I think Spore Cap Spider is my favorite green creature outside of Palaka Worm. Uh, I'd give it a C plus. Yeah, I'm with you C plus because the way the green deck usually loses is to flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's usually not scared of anything, but all of a sudden it just can't handle all that flying crap. Yeah. Next up, awesome card. Awesome card. Awesomest card. Reprint Squirrel Nest. One, two, three mana total. One and two green. Uh, Enchant Land. Enchanted Land has tap it. Put a one one green squirrel to- creature token onto the battlefield. It's crazy how powerful this is. I mean, this thing can mm-hmm. just take over the game. Yeah, you can always have a chump blocker no matter what. And if nobody's attacking you, then all of a sudden you're just stocking up squirrels. Six, seven, eight squirrels. If you have eight squirrels and you drop intangible virtue, <laughs> or you have an equine yeah. courage, courage in your hand, yeah, or that yeah. trumpet blast, I mean, so many things can happen and you just blow people out. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because they're squirrels and everyone loves squirrels. They, they, There's a reason that this card is also like a dollar whatever uncommon it's just a lot of fun yeah it's a fun card it's super powerful yeah. it's just like you know basically for for one mana you're creating a token every turn like mm-hmm. it's very powerful um oh here's a good one um, oh yes next is terastodon it is eight mana six and two green for a nine nine elephant baller it's already huge. When Terastodon enters the battlefield, you may destroy up to three target non-creature permanents. For each permanent put into a graveyard this way, its controller puts a 3-3 green elephant creature token onto the battlefield. Nice. So there's a couple ways this can go. You can like destroy three of your own lands mm-hmm. and make and get 18 power and toughness out yeah, of the battlefield. Just go to town. Otherwise, you can destroy key things that other people have. Now, you can't take out creatures, but you can take out a key land or key mm-hmm. artifact or enchantment, and, yep. and tr- they basically get a 3-3 elephant for it. Sometimes you'll want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Wrecking lands, I think, is, is by far its most powerful. Depends. You know? I think in, in multiplayer, it's not as powerful because they're just going to have excess mana, but... Uh, yeah, it just depends on the board state. The, the The great thing about this card is its versatility. Yeah. But putting 18 power and toughness onto your side mm-hmm. on turn eight. And being able to kill things. Yeah. But, it, oh, well, to put 18 on your side, you'd have to kill your own lands. Right. right. But, oh, no, I'm down to um, five lands. But I <laughs> put 18 power and toughness out. Like, yeah. you, you can just win a lot of times if you do Yeah, that. yeah. This card is a win, win, win. Uh, win more if you're winning. Uh, win more if you're in parity. Win more if you're losing. It, it, it can change the dynamic of the game just because up to three target. And you don't even have to do it, right? Yeah. So uh, it's great. I give this a straight A because it's fun. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A minus only because if you, I mean, it's not always going to just, like sometimes you're going to cast this and then yeah. they're just going to fly over the top and kill you. True, true. I guess it's not as good as Scourge when it comes down to it. Yeah, so, yeah. because it doesn't have evasion on its own. It doesn't have haste. It just, as soon as it lands, you need one more turn until right. you can do stuff with it. So. Right. Yeah, okay, maybe an A minus then. Still awesome. Yeah, still awesome. All right, next up is another rare Wolf Briar Elemental. It's two and two green, so four total for a 4-4 four, four creature that you can multi-kick for only one green. 
uh, and when it enters the battlefield, you're going to put a 2-2 two, two Green Wolf creature token on the battlefield for each time it was kicked. Uh, so this is, yeah, this is great. Um, early game, it's great. You just get a 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Uh, late game, it's incredible when you get a 4-4-4 four, four, four and then, like, six, you know, wolves or whatever. Yeah, if you have if you have nine mana, then you're getting, what, five 2-2 two, two wolves with it? Yeah. That's insanity. That's, like, 14 power and toughness for nine mana. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's almost Terastodon level. Yeah, the only thing is you just have to have a lot of forest for it. So that's, yeah. that's the only thing to be wary of. If you're splashing green wolf fire elemental, obviously, it's much less powerful. You can't even splash it. It costs two green to ca- and it's casting cost, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Um. This is a super good card. Also, again, it creates tokens. We have mm-hmm. Echoing Courage. We got Intangible Virtue. We have things that can like pump all our tokens. tokens up, yeah. So, so, yeah, I can see a turn eight where you cast this. You get four two two Green Wolf tokens, yeah. and now you attack the next turn and you Echoing Courage and you do what sixteen damage, just yeah. like that. Like boom. Yep, yep. Especially if they don't block right, uh, then a lot of that's getting through. You know, if they True. think a Echoing Courage is coming on the way. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a solid B plus. I agree with you there. Yep, B plus. Okay, and the last green card, Wrap in Vigor. It's uh, one in a green for an instant. Regenerate each creature you control. Wah, yeah, wah, wah. I think this would be good if you know that a um, uh, like one of those red burn spells is going around. There's one that can do three damage to each creature. Mm-hmm. So if you know that you know you're going to put a lot of tokens out and someone can wipe them all off the board at the same time, then sure, you know, toss one of these in your deck. Actually, it's a good point. If you pay attention during the draft, you see a route go by, and mm-hmm. then you see a couple of the red wraths go by or right. whatever. Then maybe at that point, it would be worth it. Right, um, like there's nothing better than someone routing, especially like instant speed thing. He's got everyone, and then you wrap in vigor, and uh-huh, then you're you're uh-huh. on the board with all your. I think stuff. you would have to know there's a couple of those out there. Yeah. So yeah, I still think it's not great. I, I'd give it a D plus. Yeah, I give it a D. I give it a D. So all what right, do you think of green. I think I like green. I think green's pretty strong. I would have it tied with black or even maybe slightly ahead of black mm-hmm. um you i think know. Green's, green's got amazing creatures on the ground yeah but, exactly but no flyers but spore cap spider i think really fills up that that uh that hole you need to pair it with something that can deal with flyers pretty well or else you need to get a lot of spore caps and a couple plummets yeah um precisely but it is strong and, and green in general is is strong in draft just because like playing out big threats that people have to deal with i mean sometimes they just can't deal with them mm-hmm. yep all right on to multicolored yeah this is the starting flashy, exciting off. stuff. Yeah, starting off with Bassandra, Battle Seraph, which is, uh, I believe, a reprint from Commander as well. Uh, it's uh, five total, three and a red and a white for a 4-4 four, four with flying. And she simply says, players can't cast spells during combat. And for one red, she can ta- uh, make a target creature attack this turn if able. So it's basically like those heckling guys, but she costs one less and then... Yeah. She's also a 4-4 four, four flyer. Yeah. Nothing like the heckling guys, actually. I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> Four four I, flyers are really powerful in this format. There's yeah. just not a lot of stuff that can do anything about them. And, and then, stopping combat tricks is really nice too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it stops you from doing it as well. But you know, to be honest, if you're building a deck around this kind of thing, then you don't really need combat tricks to win. True. Um, yeah, she's great. I, I think she's awesome. I think she's really good also in the Calia deck. Yeah, because you can force people to tap down, and then you can swing for free. I mean, if know? she was just a four four flyer for five, she'd be almost just as good. Yeah. So B plus. B plus, I'm with you. Next one is Brago, King Eternal. It's a white, a blue, and two for a legendary creature spirit, two for flying. When Brago, King Eternal, deals combat damage to a player, exile any number of target non-land permanents you control, then return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control. So it flickers them, uh, a mechanic that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. 
It's tough in this format. I, Jimmy, you've m- managed to pull it off uh, one time that I remember. I did. I did. And it was only because someone didn't have flying. Yeah. Um, and I was able to reset my Castoli Soulbinders. After um, you made a couple of tokens or something. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, it was fun, but it didn't really do... It, it wasn't, wasn't like broken stuff that we're yeah. like, oh my God. Nothing's broken. I think four mana for a 2-4 flying is, is all right, too. It's good. You know, it's flying, at the very least. Uh, the thing is, it's because it's a multicolored spell, you have to be in those colors to even draft in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it is slightly more limiting that way. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, you could splash it if you had to, if you were playing blue already or yeah, white already. Unless you have a lot of creatures that really benefit from him, though. Like, Glimmer Point Stag would be fun, because you can bounce something else, you know? But uh, for the most part, I, I don't really see him being that great. Yeah, you'd have to have some stuff with Enter the Battlefield. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, um, he's an EDH card. Basically, um, he's a 2-4 flyer for four. What's that worth? I say it's a C plus. Yeah, C plus. Okay. All right, Dak Faden, our one and only planeswalker in this entire set. Um, he's very cheap. He's one, a blue and a red, so three total, and he comes in with three loyalty points. And his first ability is plus one. Target player draws two cards and discards two cards. His second ability, minus two, gain control of target artifact. Hmm. And his third ability, his ultimate, minus six, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell that targets one or more permanents, gain control of those permanents. Oh, that last one's awesome. Yeah, that last one is great. It's never going to happen in limited. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, it, it could. It could. It could. I think once you get to about five, you, everyone's going to attack you. Yeah. Uh, I think he's great. Um, uh, I don't know if he's the best for the format. Um, I think he's waiting for a deck to come along and, and make him broken, but he's, it's not there yet. And I, I would take him in the draft and I'd put him in there, but I mean, you're going to draft him just because he's, yeah. to, just because he's worth money. Yeah. Um, and you can draw two cards and discarding two cards is great. You know, why not? Yeah, exactly. Planeswalkers are always good. It's just how good. Yeah. But in limited planeswalkers are always good. I mean, I think you, uh, you just try and ultimate him up. I mean, I guess if there's an artifact out there you want, you take it. Like yeah, somebody's lurking automaton or something. Otherwise, uh, being able to potentially draw two cards and discard two cards for two turns in a row is pretty good. Yeah, good enough. Um, I, I give, give him, a, him a B. Yeah, I give him a B. Maybe a B plus on a good day. I've seen him. We've seen him get out, and that person didn't suddenly take control of the game. It's yeah. just a. It's a good card, but it's not like oh my. It's not like Scourge of the Throne or something. Right. I didn't even realize this, but this next card has Dak in it. Yeah, he's shooting him with blue stuff or something. Is that Grenzo? Oh, that does look like Grenzo. Oh, the card, by the way, is called Dax, <laughs> Dax Duplicate. It's a blue and a red and two for a shape a zero zero shapeshifter. You may have Dax Duplicate enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it gains haste and dethrone. So it's a clone variant. Yeah. Uh, but it gets dethroned and haste. I think this is actually one of the better uh, cloning cards. Yeah, this is better than a normal clone for sure because yeah. all those other uh, abilities are just great. Are just you know yeah. dethroned and haste are just gravy. You don't have to use them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're always strong in multiplayer. Uh, you you want if you you know if you're in these colors and someone else has drafted uh, Rhea or any other huge bomb, mm-hmm. you want Dax Duplicate. Yeah, for sure. I think you want him anyway. Like, he's yeah. always going to be the best thing on the battlefield, plus one, because mm-hmm. he's going to come in, you're going to attack the person with the most life with him. He's got haste. So he's it's actually one of the few clones that comes in as better than the clone, the, yeah. the thing that it clones. So. And can attack as well, because yeah. most clones do not have haste. Yeah, I give him a B plus. Yeah, I give him a B plus too. Okay. All right, Death Reap Ritual. I like this card a lot. Me too. Uh, it's a two and a black and a green, so four total, and it's just an enchantment with Morbid. At the beginning of each end step, if a creature died this turn, you may draw a card. 
uh, in a in a limited game when you need to get through your deck and have the best hand, this card is is bonkers. And in multiplayer, like because everyone's turn, like you can draw two three cards mm-hmm. uh, in between it's the end of your turn and the beginning of it. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah, I pick this up often. I've splashed it before. Uh, card draw is just so powerful. Yeah, if you're yeah. in these colors, you you have to play this. Also, um, if you got like a squirrel's nest, like I just can you can start attacking oh, yeah. with one squirrel just so it dies, so you can draw a card. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah, um, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a B minus. B minus. I'm with you. All right, cool. Next is Decimate. It is a red, a green, and two. It's a sorcery. It says destroy target artifact, target creature, target enchantment, and target land. So first thing, you have to have four. You have to have all four targets. Yeah. So if there's no enchantment in play, you can't cast it. If there's yep. no artifact in play, you can't cast it. Definitely going to be creatures and lands, but yeah. Yeah. And it's better in multiplayer. There's, you know, there's four players, other players. You're probably going to have these things out. But enchantments, there just aren't that many in this set that I think people are going to play. I definitely think there's, cool, you know, somewhere around 30% of the time you're going to look at the board and you can't cast it because it's either not an artifact or not an enchantment. Mm-hmm. Um, and does it really help you out that much if you get rid of all these other random things that make people hate you? Yeah, you may have to be like, well, what I really want to do is kill that creature. But in order to do that, I also have to kill this person's artifact and this person's enchantment. You yeah. know, it's like, okay. That's not good. I'd just rather have a removal spell. I mean, sometimes you just don't have that option. There, You just don't have that removal spell. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just really clunky. Uh, I think you can play it because it does destroy stuff, a, a creature specifically. It's just super clunky. I'm gonna give it a C minus. Yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a D plus. <laughs> with just, with disdain, I just can't see it happening <laughs> yeah. enough. You know. Yeah. Um, here's another reprint: Demir Doppelganger. It's a one and a blue and a black, which is actually a really good color combo in this set. Um, it comes into play as a zero two, and for one, a blue and a black. Again, you can exile target creature card from a graveyard. It becomes a copy of that card and gains this ability. So you can um, keep switching it. You, you can switch it again it. later when yeah, something as better many dies. Times as you want. Yeah. So and you get to exile the card as well. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you can't switch back to it most times because that card will be gone forever. Yep. Um, it's just another clone card. I don't think it's as good as Dax Duplicate, and uh, in general, I don't think it's a, a as strong of a clone as any of the number of. Them. I don't know. I think in some ways it can be stronger though because you can play it out on turn three. Yeah. And then they play some something more powerful. It has to die. The powerful thing has to die though. Yeah. But that's... you can upgrade it as the game goes along, mm-hmm. which. It's not as good as Dax Duplicate, I agree, but it does have some power there. Yeah. Um, I would give it a C plus. Yeah. I'll give it a C plus too. I like that. Okay, next is Edric, Spy Master of Trest. Ooh, Commander. It's one, a green and a blue for a legendary elf rogue, 2-2. Two, two. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may draw a card. This is an interesting card because it works for your opponents too. So if one of your opponents ta- attacks one of your other opponents, yeah. that opponent gets to draw a card. Yep. But what it does is it disincentivizes anybody from attacking you because if they hit you, they don't draw any cards. Yeah. So it sort of warps the whole table in this weird way. Yeah, everyone wants to attack everyone else at this point. Edric is being the spy master he is to, you know... It, Pull all the puppet strings. Yeah, he's you know he's sort of like Littlefinger right now. He's, he's making everyone else do what he wants. But at the Let's same call time, him Littlefinger from now on. Yeah, I like Littlefinger. Yeah. He doesn't get any cards of his own uh, unless you're attacking other people. You know, so you yeah. can deal. But at the same time, you know, it, you are giving everyone else card advantage, and that might may come to haunt you in the long run. But 
I don't know. You know, I, I you like have to build lot. things into your deck so that you know things that them blockable or, or yeah, swamp walk, island walk, whatever, or give things flying. You you are in blue, so you have the chance to do that. Yep. So hopefully, maybe you can take advantage of that more than anybody else. Yeah, I think um, he's super strong though. He's great. He's just a great fun card, and he really affects the board state. Oh, little finger. Yeah, I give him a B, B plus maybe B plus. I give him a B. Yeah, I li- I just like that he can stop you from taking damage for a long time as long. Yeah, as Yeah, he alive. is cool. Yeah. Next up, we got Extract from Darkness. Uh, it's a three, a blue, and a black for five total. It's a sorcery. Each player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, then put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Interesting. It's expensive. Yeah, it's really expensive. And it's I wish risky. it was more than two cards. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you don't even have to necessarily do no, the card that's discarded with that's this, true. right? So there could be something else huge in the graveyard. Then you get it. Um, yeah, so it's kind of got the Demir doppelganger thing. Uh, so you you can just steal one thing, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, but I think it's a little too expensive. Um, yeah, I wish it wasn't so expensive. And it is conditional. There will be some number of times when you look around and there's nothing good in the graveyard and you're like, yeah. do I risk it? Do I risk do it? Do I hope they flip over something big in the top two cards? I mean, let's say it was top four cards. Mm-hmm. I'd be way more apt to play it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I just think, though, it, you don't play this too often. Um, and, and this is a limited format. You know, if you're drafting, this isn't a great card to draft. Yeah, people aren't going to be dropping bombs in their graveyards very often, especially in turn five. Yeah, but you know, in the long game, in the late game, this could be valuable. It's actually a decent top deck on turn nine or ten, maybe. Yeah, potentially. But Even it, then, you don't know it is. It yeah. might be. The worst thing that could happen though is that someone's best creature goes into the graveyard and then they die that same turn, and Extract from Darkless no longer lets you do anything. Well, what if you take their creature and then they die later? Doesn't that creature still go away? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So I mean, it. it I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. I, I don't like it too much, so I'm going to give it a C minus. I'm with you. C minus. Uh, next is a card we mentioned a few times: Fires of Yavamaya. It's uh, red, green, and one for an enchantment. It says creatures you control have haste. Sacrifice Fires of Yavamaya. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So it's an anthem effect that gives all your creatures haste, mm-hmm. and you can use it as a combat trick to yeah. give like a mini giant growth when you need to. Um, it's these, okay. Yeah, it's okay. These universal haste cards always end up costing about three. Uh, it, you'll rarely see it under that, um, unless like it's like Emblem of the Warmind, which does it for two, but then chance a creature. Uh, you know, again, haste isn't the most powerful thing in this set. Um, it, it's always nice in 1v1 because it's huge, but... And case, you're always attacking in 1v1. Yeah, I mean, exactly. If you have an opening, you're attacking. But in, in, in uh, multiplayer, often you see an opening, but you don't take it because it, it leaves you open. Yeah. So I, I would give this a C minus. I am. I'm with you. C minus. Yeah. All right. Next up is Flame Right. Uh, it's a red and a white for a 1 1 creature human advisor. Uh, you can pay one and tap it to put a 1 1 colorless construct artifact creature token with Defender onto the battlefield. Sentinel, anybody? Uh, you can also <laughs> tap it to sacrifice a creature with Defender, and Flame Right deals one damage to target creature or player. So this is definitely a... Uh, she's got two abilities. One is to start pumping people out, and the other one is a nice little response. You know, mm-hmm, in response mm-hmm. to, I can do one damage to you, and then the thing that was blocking, whatever, now dies because it takes one extra damage. Um, I think she's powerful. I think she's really good because you can put colorless constructs with Defenders out. So you yeah, anything that blockers. just creates a a token yeah. uh constantly like yeah and if if you have like two or three vent sentinels she's bonkers oh my gosh yeah she goes out of control yeah vent sentinel deck i mean if you got her early she's you could build around her mm-hmm. you know um i like her I, even if you're not a vent sentinel deck though just like being able to block forever for one mana is pretty powerful and especially like if if you 
if they aren't if nobody's taking care of those tokens every turn if you get like five six seven of them like built up oh, you start pinging and she's pr- she's pretty strong mm-hmm. i like her a lot i'm gonna say uh b minus b minus yeah i'll give her a c plus unless you're playing vent sentinel then i think she's just an auto well then she's a b plus or an a yeah, like vent yeah exactly grenzo dungeon warden black red and x he's a 2-2 goblin rogue Grenzo enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. So if you pay uh, a black, a red, and four, he'll be a six six. Nice. And then another ability, you can tap two mana and put the bottom card of your library into your grave graveyard. If it's a creature card with power less than or equal to Grenzo's power, put it onto the battlefield. So what do you think of this guy? Uh, highly conditional. Bank a command deck around him. Um, at the same time, I love him in a deck that runs the colors because this helps you pump out guys faster. Mm-hmm. And I, I did play Grenzo once, and I was able to get like three or four creatures out um, because you can tap four awesome. mana and do it twice. Yep. You know, it's not you just, don't tap him. Yeah, you don't tap him for it. So it's cool because he's you know he's very flavorful. He's digging from the bottom of your library into your graveyard. Uh, and, and to be honest, you're not going to see those cards anyway. Um, you know, very rarely are you going to get down to having like five cards in your in your deck. Uh, I've only played a couple of conspiracy games, and those went extra long because no one was attacking. You know, Grenzo kind of forces the game to Even go then, faster. Even then, we didn't deck ourselves. Yeah, exactly. He forces the game to go faster, and uh, he gets fun stuff out. And for the most part, you don't even have to buff him up that much. I, I made him a 4-4, and he was able to put out almost everything in my graveyard. Or yeah, that's true. You don't need to make him bigger than he needs yeah. to be. That's smart. Um, I think there's certain other cards like Ruin Servitor. Uh, mm-hmm. The canal dredger that put cards, creature cards from your graveyard into the bottom of your library. If you get this guy early, you can draft those cards. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you can draft around him. I, I give him a B minus because I think there's things you can do that are fun. With mana geyser, he's pretty broken too. Oh um, yeah, definitely. You, you could, can bring him out, give him a bunch of counters, geez. but don't use all that mana to give him counters. Use yeah. half of it to you know use his ability uh, you know five times and, and look at the bottom five cards of your library. I mean, you could potentially with a mana geyser and him you know put out like him and three creatures yeah and he'd still be like an you know nine nine yeah and at that point it's like things things get broken up you know i give him a what'd you give him uh i gave him a b minus yeah i have c written down but that cannot be right i'm gonna give him uh i'm gonna give him b minus also you talk me into it nice next up magister of worth it's four a white and a black it's a flying angel it's got will of the council and it's a four four all right, Will of the Council. When Magister of Worth enters the battlefield, starting with you, each player votes for Grace or Condemnation. If Grace gets more votes, each player returns each creature card from his or her graveyard to the battlefield. If Condemnation gets more votes or the vote is tied, destroy all creatures other than Magister of Worth. Ooh, boy. This is a very powerful card. It's a little bit swingy. You'd have to build your deck so that you make sure you have creature cards in your graveyard to really yeah. maximize this card. Or you just wait to play it until you're it's you and one other person. You're down to 1v1. And then you can make sure that you wrath everything except Magister of Worth stays out. Yeah. It's super powerful in that instance. I mean, if you're the if you're the only guy standing with a 4-4 flyer, you're in a great position. Yeah, exactly. Right? Everything else gets destroyed and you got a 4-4 flyer. I like your chances. Yeah, um, I like your chances a lot. Uh, if you have a really strong board and then you play Magister of Worth, sucky. Because you don't want to play this late in the game, you know? But if you have a strong board, you're already in good position. You don't need yeah. to be playing stuff. I think very rarely are people going to vote for Grace because <laughs> there's nothing scarier than seeing everyone else get all their creatures out. It, True, but it, in the case gamble. where, yeah, exactly. In the case where, you know, at that point, everyone's going to look at their graveyards and try and determine, like, if that's advantageous or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like her. Yeah. I, I, think I mean, just, at the very least, she's a six mana 4 4 flyer. Yeah, totally. So I give her a B. Yeah, I'll give her a B too. Okay. Maybe a B plus. 
if you're in the colors and you can play it at the right time. I think timing with her is very important. Gotcha. Here's a familiar one. Marchesa the Black Rose. We talked about her at length in episode one. Yeah. Uh, she is Grixis and one, so blue, black, red, and one. Legendary human wizard, 3-3. Three, three. She has dethrone. She says, other creatures you control have dethrone. Interesting. Whenever a creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. Oh, so that's just she recurs all your dudes that have plus one, plus one counters. Yeah. It's bonkers it's and limited. Bonkers. It's just broken. Here's the thing. You're going to be able to attack every round with all of your guys because you know they're coming back. Yeah. You know? Yep. So or you no... can do things like sack them and they come back. Yeah, exactly. Like, she is just bonkers, bonkers. Yeah. If you find, you know, ideally you pick her up in the first pack. Yeah, and, and you then can... you build the whole deck around her. Yep. Um, because there's so many cards that people aren't going to draft, like the sacrifice a creature and do this or whatever. Like yeah. now you can with Marchesa, you know. She's awesome. She's a stone cold bomb. She's yeah. A, she's an A. Straight A for me yeah. too. Yeah. Marchesa Smuggler. Uh, it's a blue and a bl- uh, blue and a red. So she's you know, or he is a, a part of Marchesa's gang. Uh, he's a one one with Dethrone, uh, and his ability is for one a blue and a red. Target creature you control gains haste until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. I think that that ability is just... This guy surprised me, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just out of control good right there. Yeah. You can do it to himself, and he's got dethrone, yeah. so he can start growing. But even better, you can just start doing it to your other stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we've said a, a bunch of times so far, like unblockable in the later game in multiplayer is like super powerful. It allows you to sort of punch through damage that you know nobody else can do because the board's pretty locked up. Yeah, seriously. I, I dig that a lot. Um I'd give him a, a B. I'd give him a C plus. Yeah. I, I could see myself putting him in, just because I also lost the game to him. And yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I value him much more highly now. Uh, okay, here's a big one. Marari's Wake. Ah, nice. It's uh, green, a white, and three for an enchantment. It says, creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced. Oh, how powerful is that? This is super powerful, yeah. Grows all your creatures, and it super ramps you. Yeah. Could you imagine this with Wolfbar Elemental? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's in the token colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this card is pretty crazy. Um, I think it's splashable. Yeah, it's definitely splashable. Yeah, I think it's playable even if you're not tokens. Like, it's just really strong. Yeah. Doubling your mana is, anytime something does that, I mean, it's it's worthy of the mythic rarity. I'll say yeah. that much. And it's like we said, like, in these big multiplayer games, to be able to just suddenly output a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, before everybody has a chance to deal with it, you usually need a lot of mana to do that. And Mirari's Wake gives you that mana. So, um it does need other things. Like, it, it doesn't do anything by itself. So, yeah. Uh, but I think I'm going to rate it about as high as you can rate an enchant, a, a sort of quote unquote do nothing enchantment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a B plus. Nice. I'm going to say A minus because uh, if I if I pick this, I'm I'm that's the entire. If this is the first draft and this is the first booster pack, I'm going green white. Yeah. Because there's just so many options uh, with with tokens and stuff. Well, you could even just go green blue and splash the white, or yeah, white exactly. blue and splash yeah. the green. Yeah. So I, I like this card a lot. Um, the fact that it's in green also makes it a little more easy to splash. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, Mortify is the next card. It's one black, white, an instant destroy target creature or enchantment. So we talked about a, this before too. Just a nice kill spell. Yeah, and a nice versatile one. You know, yeah. I don't want a card that just says destroy target enchantment, but I do want the option to destroy enchantment with something like this. That if I draw it and there's nothing, no enchantment out there, I yeah. can just use it on a creature. Yeah, I'll yeah. give this a B plus. Yeah, if you're playing those colors, I think it's it's very necessary. It's a good card. 
I'm with you. B plus. Uh, next is Pernicious Deed. It's uh, a black, a green, and one. It's an enchantment, mythic rare. It says X, sacrifice pernicious deed. Destroy each artifact, creature, and enchantment with converted mana cost X or less. Nice. Very, you can uh, blow this off for zero and kill all the tokens. Yep. It's a very selective uh, board yep. wipe. This is, um, it's interesting if you built your deck around this, you could just, you know, put a bunch of bigger stuff in there and blow everything that's four or below. Right. And with and black and a... green, you have that ability to do mm-hmm. so, definitely. I mean, it's a mythic, so it's going to be hard to get it very often. But yeah, true. I think it's good. It's a good Wrath effect. You can aim it a little bit, so you can build your deck around it a little mm-hmm. bit, which makes it a slightly more powerful. Also, though, it's, you know, it's going to hit you, too. It's, yeah. you know. Yeah, You know, for three mana, though, I mean, it, it's just, it's hard not to see where it's not worth it. You know, it's so cheap. You can you can do this in turn five and do it for everything under two or whatever, you know. And, and True. You, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think it's a great EDH card above all. I, I would say that it's hard to imagine you not being able to craft a situation where it's at least profitable for you. It's yeah, not exactly. going to be necessarily the type of card where you, you just win the game after you play it, but mm-hmm. you're usually going to be able to play it in a manner where like I came out ahead on that exchange. Yeah. 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 yeah you're going to win. You're going to win more with this card. And uh, especially in like parody too, it, being able to choose what gets wrecked and what doesn't, you know, you can choose like, all right, I don't like all his four drops. I only have a couple four drops and they have more five drops. So great. Do it for four or whatever, right. you know? So I like that a lot. What do you give it? I'll give the mm, I'll give the B. I'm gonna go B minus. B minus, yeah. Salvala, Explorer Returned. Here's a new card. I like this one a lot. It's one, a green and a white for a two four legendary creature elf scout. And she can parlay. You tap her, and each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each non land card this way, add a green mana to your mana pool and you gain one life. And then everyone draws a card. So this is good to kick with. Um, I'd say that it's, it's a little to... weird to have a card that you use it and then you're not sure how much mana you're going to get. Yeah. Um, it's I a mean, risk. For it's sure. still good and it can, it can probably be really good, you know, cause what if you just happen to get four mana with it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot and you're going to gain the incidental life gains good. Yeah. The, everybody drawing a card can be cool. I mean, I think it's a good card. It's a good card. It, it, it is a little risky. I do like it doing that instead of giving plus one, plus one counters because I think having more mana is much more valuable, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. especially if you're trying to drop something big. You know, And it, you're in green. You probably are. Yeah, exactly. This this could be the difference between you putting down that Palaka Worm you know, in turn true, five true, just true. because of Savala. Yeah, true. Yeah, and you could just do it. I'm just going to fire it off, and if I happen to get enough mana, I'll play Palaka Worm. Yeah. If I don't, I'll play Elvis Aberration, and then yeah, I'll exactly. play Palaka Worm next turn or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think it's a strong card. Uh, what do you give it? I'll give it a B-. minus. Maybe a B. Yeah, i give it a B, actually. Yeah. I, I'm just always it's, wary of a parlay. Yeah, it's one of those cards. It's probably not a B if you're only playing with three people, but mm-hmm. if you're playing with four or five in your pod, then I think that it's a, it's a B. Yeah, definitely. All right, next is Sky Spirit. It's uh, blue, white, and one for a 2-2 two, two flying first strike spirit. Great. Finally, a spirit that flies. And Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have floating. Yeah, it's not it floating. It doesn't have lurking. <laughs> it actually flies. Um this is just a solid card. Yeah, I think this is a great card all around. Yeah. If you have these colors and you play this card, it's it's awesome. What a great three drop! You You'll know, never cut that card if you're playing those yeah, colors. Exactly. It's... In fact, all I even hate drafted it once because I was like, I don't want anyone else to have this. It's too nice. <laughs> I give it a. I'm gonna give it a B minus. Yeah, yeah, I can say B. Maybe eh, a B. C plus. I'm going C plus. Oh really? I, I almost put it at a B. Wow. Just because it's nice to have flying. Yeah. Flying always pops it up a half grade for me immediately. 
Um, here is a here's a great card though. All right, Sp- wait, I'm going B minus on. I'm I'm re re nice. uh, reevaluating. Yeah, B minus. Nice. nice. I'm gonna go A plus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got Spirit Monger. Uh, now this is a beast. Uh, yeah. It's a three, a black and a green, so five total for a six six. Sorry, that's great. Five for six six. Yep. And whenever Spirit Monger deals damage to a creature, put a plus one plus one counter on Spirit Monger. Nice. Whoa. For one black, you can regenerate Spirit Monger, oh, and that... for one green, it becomes the color of your choice until the end of turn. Wait, what? I don't get that last one, but the the regenerate thing's awesome. Yeah, regenerate's awesome. I'm guessing uh, color of your choice. Uh, I don't know. They were like they probably had something else on there, and they're like, "This guy's too powerful." <laughs> so right, yeah, yeah. Let's just change that last one to be sort of nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some combos that we're not thinking about. Um, some sort of I don't know. Maybe it's how's like, that possible? I think of everything. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. Anyway. It's a great creature. He's awesome, even if you took that last thing off. Yeah, you can regenerate him. I was going to think... So you like, can just attack with impunity, and if they don't block, they take six damage, and if they block, he just gets bigger. Yeah. And then anything that would block and kill him, which there's not going to be a lot, mm-hmm. he just regenerates and keeps doing it until he's bigger than them. Yeah, this guy is demanding to be exiled. Yeah. You know, to be pathed or, yeah. you know, swords or whatever. Um, but otherwise, he's just a fantastic card. He's a B plus. I'm with you, B plus. Yeah. Next is Spontaneous Combustion. As an additional cost to cast Spontaneous Combustion, sacrifice a creature. Spontaneous Combustion deals three damage to each creature. Boom. So another Wrath Effect. And again, it sounds bad to sacrifice a creature, but usually you're just going to sack one that would have died, died to it anyway. anyway. Yep. This yeah. card is amazing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's I, a it's a good card. It's a good Wrath Effect. It's a lot better than dealing two damage because it's going to get most flyers, mm-hmm. which is what you're in the colors that, like two of the colors that don't like flyers at all. Yeah, exactly. So that's, and tokens. You know, another two colors that don't like tokens. And in general, your creatures are going to have more than four toughness in red, you know, and in black. You've got some bigger guys in there. Yeah, especially black, or you're going to have regen or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I think this is a... It's it's just like we said about route yeah. and other wrath effects is there's just it's a hard effect to duplicate. Yeah. You know, it's going to get you out of situations that no other card could get you out of. I mean, there's not another card in the set that you look up and somebody's got 12 squirrel tokens and, yeah. you know, somebody else has like you know six flyers and you know you've your board's been whittled down to like two little creatures on the ground and you're like uh no what card can i draw off the top that gets me out of this situation and spontaneous combustion can do it yeah i agree it's it's just nice yeah i'd play this in any black green deck i'd say it's a c plus or maybe even a b minus i'm gonna say b minus because just in those colors like the token deck and the flying deck are hard to deal with yeah and those are the things that it is gonna... the perfect answer yeah. i'd say to all those next uh, up we got wood sage uh green and a blue for one one it's a creature human druid you can tap him to name a creature card reveal the top four cards of your library and put all of them with that name into your hand put the rest into your graveyard it's I, just weird yeah i couldn't care less about this guy i, I think it's it's too random it's too chanty uh, you can't really fix the top of your deck very well. There's only a few cards that can do that, and it's just too reliant on all that. So I, I would give him a, a C. C? Wow, I'm surprised he's even that high. I'm Maybe giving C minus. Him a, I'm giving him a D. I don't think he's playable. Yeah, actually, you know what? He isn't playable. I, I pass him immediately, and I don't know who drafts him. So, yeah, you know what? I think D. D's, D's it's whoever ends up with him at the very yeah, end. Yeah, I, I made a spontaneous judgment, and I was wrong. <laughs> um, And the last card... Oh, no, we're going to do the conspiracy cards. Yeah, that's right. And the last multicolored card is Woodvine Elemental. It's a green, a white, and four for a 4-4 four, four elemental with trample. He also has parlay. Whenever Woodvine Elemental attacks, each player reveals the top card of his or her library. For each non-land card revealed this way, attacking creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Then each player draws a card. 
Look what this, colors he's in. He's in the Green token colors. Yeah. Yep. This is, he's awesome because he's an overrun effect and he's a repeatable overrun effect. Yeah. Uh, overrun effects are, the, are things, is something we refer to uh, when something pumps all your creatures. Yeah. So it's when you're going wide, which means I'm making a lot of threats on the table and I'm going around your blockers. Mm-hmm. When you say you're going over the top, it means I'm making a big creature and I'm going through your blockers. So token decks are always going wide. They want something that pumps all their dudes. This guy can repeatedly pump all your dudes. I mean, it's this, just he's, he's really good. I'm yeah. always surprised when he's still in the pack at like seven or eight, and I always just grab him regardless of what colors I'm in because, yeah. you know, he's uh, he's pretty good. I'm going to give him a – for that token deck, man, I'm going to give him a B-. minus. B minus, mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it um, because he. I think he is attacking Drakestown Forgotten. I think I don't know. Oh, is that what he is? I, I don't know. I, it, I can't tell. I'm looking at the two pictures now. It looks like he is, but at the same time, he could also not be. Uh, but whoever he's attacking, they don't look like they're in good shape. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a B minus too. Uh, just in those colors, I think he's great. Cool. Um, All right, let's talk about the conspiracy cards. These yes. are the cards. They're new card type. They were. Um, they were added in this set. They're, the set was named after them. Um, the way the conspiracy cards all work is they begin the game in your command zone, so you don't put them in your deck. Yep. So the normal rules about opportunity cost of a card don't apply to these cards. It definitely spices up the draft a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, There's one in each of the booster packs as well. Yeah, there'll always be at least a conspiracy card or a draft matters card. Right. So they'll either be like a Cogwork Librarian or a Conspiracy card. Um, those will take the same spot. Yeah. So uh, uh, a pack of Conspiracy can potentially have up to three rares in it because it can have a Conspiracy or Draft Matters rare, uh, a Foil rare, and then the regular rare that comes in the pack. So that's pretty interesting. Um, okay, let's talk about these cards. Uh, you want to read the first one? Yeah, Advantageous Proclamation. Um, start the game with this Conspiracy face-up in the command zone. Your minimum deck size is reduced by five. So you can have a 35-card deck if you want. Right. Uh, I think it's okay. Uh, like you said, you're going to deck yourself if you're not careful. There's chances, at least, that you can deck yeah. yourself. Yeah. I think in a normal one-on-one game, this would be strong because it makes your deck that much more powerful because mm-hmm. you, you just don't have the five worst cards yeah. or the three worst cards in two of your lands or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, in Conspiracy, yeah, you, you can get pretty low. I've been close to decking myself a couple times. You know, yeah. Two or three cards left. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I'd say only use it if you have a very specific strategy and you think you can execute it and kill everyone with 35 cards instead of yeah. 40. i say this is a D plus. Yeah, I'd give it a D. I'd much rather draft something else in most, most packs. Uh, the next one is called Backup Plan. Uh, it starts in your command zone, face up. Draw an additional hand of seven cards as the game begins. Before taking mulligans, shuffle all but one of your hands into your library. So this card means you draw two seven-card hands, and then you choose one. Yeah. And you shuffle the other one into your library. And then if you still need to mulligan, then you start mulligan mulligan from there. This card is... I thought it was going to be absolutely crazy bonkers. Um but the thing is, like, slow starts in multiplayer don't hurt you as much as slow starts in one-on-one. Like, yeah, in 1v1, if you just have a hand with only two mana and you never draw another land for, like, the next three turns, you just lose. Yeah. In multiplayer, a lot of times players sort of look at you. They're like, he doesn't have land. He's not a threat. I'll worry about this other guy. And you can yeah. sort of come back. Yeah. I-, I think this is a strong card. Um, but, again, you know, it's not absolutely necessary to draft first. Uh, having the option is nice. Um, but at the same time, well, if you think about it, because you're drawing two seven-card hands, you're, never, you're not going to see any repeats, right? It's not like you mulligan another seven-card hand. Right. Those two are going to be very different. So they could potentially give you two options. 
and maybe you'll see what everyone else is playing and you'll choose based on that. But, you know, otherwise, I'm okay taking a mulligan. You know, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I'm going to give this a C plus. Yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it a C plus too. All right, next up is Brago's favorite. Now, this is a hidden agenda, and the way that hidden agendas work are start with the game with this conspiracy face down in the command zone and secretly name a card. So usually you write this out in the post-it note or something. You may turn this conspiracy face up at any time and reveal the chosen name. Uh, and Brago's favorite is spells with the chosen name you cast cost one colorless mana less to cast. So this card is great because you can pair it up with Screaming Seahawks or Howling Wolves and make them much cheaper for what they do. Or anything. I mean, you yeah. know, even if you only end up with single copies of everything in your deck, at least one thing will cost one less. Yeah, and that can that can change everything. You know, it can make you start off just a little faster, put it out a turn earlier. A lot, a lot of different things can happen. Think of how that changes the evaluation of a card. Like, um, mm-hmm. let's say Apex Hawks, which is a three mana, two, two flyer. What is it? What if it's a two mana two two flyer? Like, oh. how much better is that card? It's way better. Way better, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, it works better obviously if you have multiples of card because this yes. affects many cards. But you know, at the same time, you could you you could draft Brago's favor probably somewhat later in the round, and still manage to use it on a card. Um, so I've yeah. had double Brago's favor and made uh, and had like three copies of Rousing the Spirits, and so they eat, Rousing the Spirits cost one white to cast. That's amazing. You know, yeah. It's it it's pretty crazy i like this card a lot i like yeah. all the conspiracies quite a bit because they're just the opportunity cost is basically free yeah um and you can if, if you play like five or six or seven i saw i, I played a game with uh someone with he played 10 and wow. they they straight up declared all of them and just went to town yeah and did so much with it so it's it broken was awesome. if you take that many yeah exactly um i give this a b minus yeah i'll, I'll give it a I'll, I'll give it a c plus uh, next is Double Stroke. It's also Hidden Agenda, so it starts face down, and you name the card and and uh, reveal it when you wish. And it says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with the chosen name, you may copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. This is awesome. This uh, is an awesome one. I think this is my favorite of the conspiracies because you can really get things to go to town. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can double up with Swords to Plowshares and kill two things at the same time. You can do two Will of the Councils and just you know really wipe off a lot of things off the two board. Two Rouse the Spirits, two Selvala's Charge, get yeah. double the tokens. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really strong card. I give this one a, uh, I give this one a B. Yeah, I'll give this a guy a B too. Next up, immediate action, another hidden agenda. You name a card, and it's just creature you, you control with the chosen name have haste. It's okay. Uh, I think it's good if you can put it on, like, Elvish Aberration and be able to tap it for mana as soon as it comes into play. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, you know, like we said before, haste isn't the most important thing. If it's getting down to it and it's, like, three players left and you need haste to, like, go in and swing for lethal, then sure. But I, I just don't see it being that useful. I think, you know, you're going to have... This one's a lot more um, situational, like... For one, the first one of these you get is okay, and the second one is not so great because yeah. you know you're usually going to use it on a card that you have multiple copies of, and generally your deck's not going to have multiple copies of a lot of different cards. Mm-hmm. Also, I could see taking it if I if I pulled like a Scourge of the Throne, yeah, uh, because then I can put I can make it so I put him down and attack with him right away. And yeah, he becomes a six six, and I get an additional turn like right away. So yeah. if you know you have a specific card that haste is really strong with, then this gets a little bit better. In general, yeah, I don't think it's one of the better ones. I give it a C. Yeah, I'm going to give this a C minus just because I, I, I don't value haste very much in this set. Um, and and haste in general is not as strong in multiplayer. Yeah. Because exactly. you're just not as aggressive. Yep. Uh, iterative analysis. Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, totally Harry Potter, man. What's he doing? He's reading a book. What, where's Where's Voldemort? Not there. Don't say his name. Oh, it's sorry. Where's he who should not be named? Um, don't say his name. <laughs> Yeah, don't name him as the hidden agenda either, right? <laughs> Secretly name Voldemort with iterative analysis. 
<laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Yeah, right. So the card has hidden agenda. You name a card, blah, blah, blah. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with the chosen name, you may draw a card. Okay. This is a really good card. It just yeah. basically says tack draw a card onto any instant or sorcery. If you have yeah. if you have two or three of an instant or sorcery, this can draw you two or three cards in the game. That's super powerful. Yeah. Double that up with double stroke, and now you're drawing four cards yep. you know, for every time you play it or whatever. It's, yep. you know, uh, some, again, the person that played with 10 put on Convoke. Uh-huh. Or provoke that, that lets you draw, draw a card. Two he, cards he, every draw, time he, he drew it. four cards with iterative analysis oh my and double God, That's brutal. Yeah, it was super brutal. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I give this a B minus. Yeah, I'll give this a B minus too. All right, Mudzio's Muzio's preparations. Uh, it's a hidden agenda again. You can name a card and then you flip it up. And each creature you control, the chosen name enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. This is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. But note, you can't do this for creature tokens. This Correct. won't work with tokens because they're not technically. Uh, uh, creatures yeah I the guess. haste one won't work that way either yeah exactly uh yeah. but you can do this for your screaming seahawks and for yeah. your um, apex hawks and yeah. your narlids and all the rest yeah so if you have a lot of these tiny guys and you can put a bunch of them into play then awesome you get their even buffer there's uh, a lot have, of raw power with this one. yeah if you have marchesa then you can guarantee some of your guys will recur immediately you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty sweet well and they enter the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it every time so even when they die and come back, they enter with a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah. So if you have a Marchesa and a... Uh, well, that's just crazy. If you have a Marchesa and this card, yeah. good night. Those creatures are never going away. This is just... this is my favorite one of these, I think. Um, super powerful. I'm going to give it a B plus. The only thing I draft above this, I think, is, um, is uh, bombs. Unless yeah. it was late in the draft and I didn't have multiple copies of a single card, that's right. the only time I might not even then like it's pretty good just even if you just name one creature yeah yeah uh i'm gonna give it a b because if you don't have multiples then you do lose some of the value out of it Um, but this still is a great card i think it's one of the more powerful conspiracies for sure uh the next one is power play it says you are the starting player (laughs) if multiple players would be the starting player one of those players is chosen at random right so if someone else has power play we've never seen that happen but it could um how powerful is this jimmy I think it's okay. Uh, I think overall, the power of going first and ha- being a on, you know a card up, uh, because technically, if you're playing a multiplayer game, everyone draws on their first turn, so there's it's not like someone's on the draw, you know, and, and has mm-hmm. an advantage that way. I think it evens out over time. So power play, I don't think is actually that effective. Um, yeah, I, I haven't found it to be. It's not game breaking, but yeah, way. usually by turn four or five, you don't even remember who went first. I mean, that's how yeah. sort of forgettable it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a C minus. I'm going to give it a C because I th- I think sometimes maybe you do have a deck that does want to get out first, you know, mm-hmm. and, and has, you know, if you have a bunch of dethroned guys and you want to be able to attack before everyone true, else, you know. True, true. Uh, so th- there is use for that. Um, the next uh, conspiracy is Secret Summoning. Uh, when it, it has a hidden agenda as well. And whenever a creature with a chosen name that you choose enters the battlefield, you may search your library for any number of cards with that name, reveal them, and put them in your hand and shuffle your library. So this is like making a Screaming Seahawk or a Howling Wolf out of any creature that you want. Yeah. Um, and it's great because I think you can do this and combine it with lots of other fun stuff. If you want to immediate action it or Brago's favor and have them all be cheaper, you know, there's lots of fun stuff you can do. It just requires you to be able to draw all of them at the same time. Yeah. I mean, draft all of them, you know, over over a course of the game. I, I would I, say that the, also, like, something to note is these conspiracies are usually higher picks than the cards they're actually going to be used on. So usually you want to yeah. pick up a couple of these conspiracies early, and then you want to start taking the, the same creature over and over again. You know, yeah. you want to find one that that nobody's taking and hopefully get like three or four copies of it Mm -hmm. and you know if you get enough of these conspiracies like almost any creature will do yeah totally 
it definitely has a lot of power when it comes to that. And, you know, the art is great. It's Grenzo summoning all his guys out of the, out of the dungeon. <laughs> so, yeah, I like it. I'm going to give this a, um, I don't know, what, what should I give this? I'll give this a C plus. Yeah, I think it's good. It's not awesome, but I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah, it's still a high pick. Yeah. Um, next is Secrets of Paradise. From the name, you're going to be able to tell what this does. It's Hidden Agenda, also name a card, and it turns all of your cards into Birds of Paradise. So you can tap them. Or sorry, it turns the name card into Birds of Paradise. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you can tap and add one mana of any color. Yeah. So that it gives that ability to the named creature. Um, <clears throat> I love mana fixing. So yeah. I love, and this is ramp also. Yep. Um, I love it. Uh, I really ideally want to put this with a, like like a lower casting cost creature because I don't want to be using my higher casting cost creatures to tap for mana. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, you can put it on something that's like a two drop mm-hmm. that's also a two two and you can attack with it occasionally, but it also fixes you and ramps you. Like you yeah. can have bonkers draws where you're you have like seven mana available on turn four with this. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like this a lot because you you know, you combine that with secret summoning and now you have all three of these little one drop or two drops skitter of lizards or whatever that can freaking mm-hmm. tap for any mana and, and you've got massive fixing, you know, so it's kinda of, that's kinda of cool. Um yeah, so I like this a lot. I give I, I give it a C plus. Yep, I'm going to go C+. Plus. Maybe even a B-, minus, depending on what you're trying to do with your deck. I'm going to draft it like a B because I love mana fixing, but yeah. in general, I think it's a C+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, next up, Sentinel Dispatch. Uh, you start with this game with the Conspiracy face-up in the command zone. At the beginning of the first upkeep, put a 1-1 colorless construct artifact creature token with Defender onto the battlefield. Uh, pfft, I mean, it's fun. You get a free Defender from the get-go, but it doesn't attack. It doesn't do much else, and it's just a 1-1 chump blocker. It's going to save you once. Yeah, it's it's... It's not worth a high pick for sure. Yeah. I'm going to give it a C minus because it'll obviously never get cut from your deck. Right. So I dropped it over something that's unlikely to make my deck. Yeah, exactly. And just to have a nice free 1-1 one, one in the beginning is, yeah. is better than nothing. That's like you get past the last card in the uh, draft pack and it's a color that you're not even playing. You know, yeah. I'd rather have this card. Exactly. Um, unexpected potential. It's another hidden agenda. So you name a card. Uh, and then you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast spells with the chosen name. That's This is great. I this is this. crazy powerful. Now, remember, when you draft this card, you don't have to know, you don't have to name the card yet. You name the card when your deck is built and mm-hmm. before you play. So you can draft this early, and then you can just take any card and splash it for free. Yeah. Or let's say it's pack two. You, you've gotten an unexpected potential, and you open up your last pack, and it's got... Uh, you know, it's got Bassandra in there. And yeah. you're not in those colors. You're like, well, great. I can use Unexpected Potential to name this card and just take the best card out of this and know yep. that I can play it no matter yep. what. Yeah, I really like this. It allows you to draft, like, something, uh, anything you want, basically, from then on. You can draft one thing and play it, you mm-hmm. know, not worrying about the color of it. It's very, I think it's super powerful. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one an A-. minus. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I'd say, you know, B plus, A-. minus. It just depends on where you draft it to, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, the last and final card. We've reached it. We've done it. We've gone all Holy the way to the cow. end. We did it. And it's it's a good card to end on. It's a world knit, uh, which is you start it with it face on the command zone. As long as every card in your card pool started the game in your library or in the command zone, lands you control have tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. This card is so awesome. It's so awesome. It, but it means you have to play with literally every card you drafted. You have to um, play with every card you drafted, but it doesn't ma- all your mana taps for every color mana. So Yeah, exactly. It's I don't know if it's good, but it's awesome. Yeah, uh, and there I think there's one card that allows you to uh, exile cards with it to give it more power or whatever. Cogwork grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that'd be fun with world knit. 
Because you can um, get rid of all the bad cards, so you don't end up with an eighty card right. deck. You end up with a you know sixty card deck or yeah. something. Yeah. I think if you're gonna have World Knit, you need to have a lot of other conspiracies like Secret Summoning and uh, and. Um, you definitely. I think you would want to take every other conspiracy you can just to yeah. thin out your deck. But at the same time, you would want to take good cards high enough. Mm-hmm. Well, here's to- the thing: you can take literally the best card of, out of every pack. Yeah, you, know, you can have the best creatures out of everything. But yeah. at the end of the day, you're also gonna have a lot of crap in your deck that you have to play. Yeah, other yeah. people are gonna have thin their stuff out. I don't know if it's good, but I, every time WorldNet comes along, I'm going to take it and I'm going to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, this is going to be the most unique drafting experience ever yeah. if you do it. So why not? You know, may as well yeah. try it out once or twice. And I've heard, you know, that it's helped a lot. People just win, win, win. Um, I'll draft it every time, but I'm still going to give it like a C plus. Yeah, uh, C plus. I'm with you. I, I will draft it higher than that. But as actual power level, like if you're if you're trying to win, then yeah, C plus. Yeah. And it's slice. I like Sovala being on the top of a cliff watching everything. <laughs> all these art are, 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 are the art is awesome. Is awesome, yeah, because you can see where all the characters come from and stuff. Whew. So that's it. We're we done. Spent, like, we made it five hours, six hours speaking about conspiracy. A long time. How do those limited resources guys do this all the time? <sighs> I don't know, Marshall, Brian. Please tell us your secrets. Um, <laughs> we bow down to your ability to. I want to know what kind of um, what kind of liquid refreshment you use during it because right? my throat is dying. Mm. I know what you mean. We've been chugging water and going to the bathroom any, any chance we get, knowing we have to edit it out later. But, you know, it, it's that's can't all right. Be, can't be avoided. Yeah, it can't be avoided. All um, right. So um, if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. Hopefully uh, this was helpful. Definitely. Conspiracy is awesome. Try yeah. it out. It's one of my favorite draft formats. I, I th- I'm so happy that, that Wizards is doing more uh, multiplayer stuff. I think it opens up the game to a lot more people as well. And overall, I think it's just going to be good for good for Magic. Yeah, and I think playing formats like this and showing your support by you know purchasing the product and playing it with your friends uh, uh, really encourages Wizards to continue to develop their product towards the, this user base. You know, the people mm-hmm. that like multiplayer, that like EDH, that like this kind of play experience. You know, historically, it hasn't gotten a ton of attention from the pro scene and from you know the major like magic uh publications and things like that just because you know it's more of a casual format it's more of a kitchen table format but a lot of people play magic this way and you know wizards will keep developing product for us if we are just you know if we show our support for it so so definitely go out there give it a shot um okay i need a nap yeah i I need to eat (laughs) um yeah so that's it for this week's episode Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you tune in next week for a post-Comic-Con episode with a very special guest from Wizards of the Coast. So awesome. We'll be talking about everything announced by Wizards at Comic-Con, Commander 2014, From the Vault Annihilation, and of course, the brand new fall set, Cons of Tarkir. It's a can't-miss episode, so make sure you tune in. All right, on that note, everybody, we'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.